Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. Logic, Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And tonight on the show, we talk about the Pope, John Boehner, and the religio-governmental socialist agenda. And tonight, our special guest uh, will be with us, uh, Karen Schoen. And she is the American Freedom Watch Radio host, also the founder of Age Enders, the director of the Florida Panhandle Patriots, a journalist, and we'll be having her on the show tonight, as well as our panelists and you, the callers, and anyone out there who would like to speak with us, give us a call at 347-945-7428. Join our roundtable discussion, and tonight we will hear audio from the Pope's visit. Uh, that he uh, was here in the United States. And so we'll be making comment on that, as well as, uh, as I said, talking about uh, Boehner, which I wonder if that visit with the Pope uh, was the apex of Boehner's career, at least according to him, uh, being Catholic himself. Uh, so that would be an interesting part of the discussion. But tonight I am going to start, uh, before we bring uh, the folks in, a message that we re- I received from Carol. And uh, Carol is an audience member who uh, sent an email to me by going to the Bard's Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com and went to the contact page and uh, sent me this message. And uh, whether good or ill, I do appreciate 
uh, any message that folks uh, send to me, and I will be replying to this email later, unless Carol, if you are listening now, or uh, if she's not, she'll be receiving an email uh, from me. But her message said, and this is referring to last week's show, and she said, I dialed in to hear Susan Kraft speak. I have been a fan of hers for a long time and wanted to hear her speak on uh, government control of water, windshields, and lemonade stands. And after an interminable lead-in and getting Susan off topic, she was finally allowed to speak on topic after 20 minutes. Too much. Allow your guests to speak on topic immediately before people lose interest in your show. And, Carol, if you're listening, I do appreciate uh, your comments. Uh, I accommodate for you, but uh, we do have a certain format. And this is a three-hour show, so we have uh, plenty of time for our guests and our audience uh, members to chime in and get everything out, including when we are on topic. Uh, but I will do my best. And also, for anyone else who has comments on what Carol has to say, either you can uh, bring it up on the show, and you're welcome to have it. Of course, we are open to that here on Bard's Logic. Or, of course, you could send me a response. Tell me what you think about what she thought at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com and go to the contact page and send me a message. Do you think she's correct or do you think uh, that she's not? Um, either way, I'd like to hear from you because this is your show, The People's Show. And so, because and in lieu of what we uh, just got done saying, let's go ahead and bring our guest in and thank Karen for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful, and thank you so much for everything that you're doing to alert uh, good Americans about what's going on in our country. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Are you able to hear me okay? Because Someone said that there was a problem with the speaker part of my phone, and I wanted to make sure that you were able to hear me. Um, I'm hearing you pretty good. I know in uh, previous weeks we've been having some audios with some of the folks uh, calling in. Uh, but, yeah, I can hear you pretty good. Uh, and believe me, I'll let you know if that's not the case. And I do see a number of folks on the line. And so if you'd like to speak with uh, either myself or our guest or any of our panelists or talk on the topic tonight, just push the one on the number dial. And I will get you in. And then, of course, uh, here on the show, uh, once you get in, you're welcome to stay on the show and join our roundtable discussion. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, bring it back to you. Uh, I do have some audio uh, that I uh, have to play on both what Obama said to the Pope when he got here, a little address to him, a little introduction, as well as the Pope's address back to the United States and some clips uh, that I, I've taken from the address uh, that the Pope had to Congress. Now, I know everyone did not get the opportunity to hear from the Pope or even hear or see the, the address uh, to the joint sessions of Congress, uh, an unprecedented, from my understanding, event. Uh, so we'll hear some of that. Uh, but first, if you want to give us kind of an overview of uh, our topics tonight and then also uh, what you're working on, Karen, uh, and then we will go ahead and bring in the audio clips. And here's how the format tonight will be, folks. Is, uh, we'll get uh, you know a little bit here from Karen, and then I will proceed to play the audio. And then after each clip, what we'll do is we'll kind of give our analysis and what our thoughts are on that. And as I said, if you'd like to chime in, push the one on your number dial, and we will uh, get you into the show. So, Karen, uh, as we say here, you uh, have the mic. Oh, well, thank you so much. 
And yes, we've had quite a week, past week. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, we've had quite a time going on in the country. And usually when things like that happen, I like to say what's really going on that we have to pay attention to because all of the hoopla is really a diversion. So where is the meat and potatoes? What's really happening? And where do we go from there? And after going through a variety of things that went on, I uh, made my analysis and I discovered that all of what was going on, Obama, the Pope, the meeting in the United Nations was all about the takeover of the world by the United Nations through the advancement of their original plan called Agenda 21, which has now morphed into its new name called Agenda 2030. So if you listen to the Pope and you listen to Obama and you listen to the words that they say and you listen to the people at the meeting at the UN, this is where all of everything is headed in that direction of a new world order with a one world government, one world religion, and one world economy. And this is what the I call them the regime, has laid out for the world. And it was introduced at that meeting in the United Nations. So everything that went on prior to that was really not as important as that. And certainly the Senate do got smart. Go ahead. No, I said, am I, am I making sense? No, certainly. There's a lot of things. Uh, we've talked about this many times on the show uh, where, you know, things happen to divert our attention of what's really going on behind the scenes. And, you know, we've, you know, we've heard uh, through articles and talk shows and things of that nature on how you know, progressive, I guess you could say, that this Pope is. Now, he did say some things that I think would uh, resonate with, you know, some conservatives, but mostly I would say definitely following more uh, you know, liberal or progressive or let's dare say and say socialist uh, agenda? Well, we have to then look at the background of the Pope. Where was, where did the Pope come from? Where was he born? Where was he raised? Well, the Pope has come from Argentina. What is Argentina? Argentina is a communist country. So that is his ideology in government to begin with. He's then part of the Jesuits and the Jesuits are socialist slash communists. That's what they believe in. Um, this is basically with the direction when a person has that belief system. So if you understand the background of the Pope and where he comes from, then it's easy to see that this was a natural evolution into the worldwide socialism which is now the plan of Agenda 21-2030 and is going to be played out and played upon the people of the world, i.e. the people of America, if we don't do something about it immediately. And I don't even know how much time we have left. So it is um, when you listen to the well, we have... 15 years left because 
this is 2030. This plan is a 15-year plan. And by 2030, this, is the, this plan and its goals are what they are striving for. And when you read the plan, it sounds wonderful. Oh, my goodness, it just, it just sounds absolutely fantastic. And as long as you read it through rose-colored glasses and you don't know the background or you don't read behind the scenes as we are learning to do, you don't say, okay, this is a diversion, what do they really mean? Then it makes it, you become an advocate rather than understanding where it is going. It's basically, what this is is the giving of America's sovereignty, its mm-hmm. land, its riches, its resources, everything into a global world community so that America as we know it will cease to exist and everything that is in America will be shared by everybody in the world which means nobody will get anything, because that's the way that usually works. That means Mm -hmm. the people in the government get everything, and the rest of the people get to pay for it and never get um, what, you know, what is, they never get what is promised. So um, I went through the goals, and I've been doing some research on them, and basically... It sounds really great. Have you had an opportunity to read it? Uh, unfortunately, no, I have not. And you're, and you're breaking up just a little bit. I mean, you're kind of fading out there a little bit. So if we can pull up the okay. gain on that. So let me so let me know if that happens. So if okay. does everyone have you been discussing Agenda 21? I don't want to get ahead of myself and think that people understand what I'm saying and may not. Yeah, we've we've discussed Agenda uh, 21 a number of times on the show. We've had uh, Rosa Corey on, and it's it's been a while since she's been on the show. Oh. Uh, yeah, but she's been on to discuss yeah discuss it before. So now for you know if you want to give a little uh, synopsis for the folks who may not be as uh, familiar with it. Now you know a lot of folks who uh, listen to the show probably are, but for those who aren't, uh, let's go ahead and do that. Okay, sure. Agenda 21 is based on a premise that all communists work on, that they have to create a crisis in order for them to be useful to be able to solve the crisis and for people to be able to freely give up their stuff to help solve the crisis. So the words that were picked were called sustainability. And Agenda 21 is a UN initiative promoting worldwide sustainability. Now, what does that really mean is that they want your money, they want all the power, and they want to control you. And then we go back to who is they. They are the core of individuals that manipulate our money, our policies, and our lifestyle and, and real quick, uh, Karen, I just want to uh, – real quick, Karen, just on a little programming note, I do see there are folks who do want to chime in. Um, we will get to you. I promise we will get you into the show. Uh, but I just wanted to uh, – we're going to let uh, Karen uh, go through, and then we'll uh, play an audio, and then I will be getting the folks 
uh, who want to chime in, well, we will get you on. Go ahead, Karen. Sorry for the interruption, okay, but I want to so let them know that we will be getting them in. Not a problem. Not a problem. Basically, we have two groups of people. Well, actually, there's three, but we have the communists who are two groups. The communists who are communist socialist progressives, and then the communist types who are fascists. And the difference between the more social type, communist, socialist, progressives, is that they want to no borders and they want to have worldwide domination. The fascists believe that they want to control the economies of the world, but everybody should be able to have their own playground and they should all have their own countries that they control and manipulate, and they should come together for worldwide economics. So that's basically the two differences, and that's why we're continually fighting about a... Uh, border and no border, because part of Agenda 21 um, is the open borders so that the countries no longer exist, and once people's heritage is destroyed, they have no frame of reference, which is why they Mm -hmm. are allowing ISIS to take over everything and destroy, because people without a heritage have nothing to base anything on, so they will stay with something new and exciting because they don't know what's going on behind it. So everything is evolving around money, power, and control. Everything that we are doing today is connected. Nothing is ever a random act. Everything is happening for a reason, through a plan, and everything is a lie because their whole total programming is based on it has to be outcome based. They have to be able to predict what you're going to do in order to control you. They can't let people do things randomly and individually because then they can't control them. So the only way that I can control you is if I know what the outcome is going to be, which is why if you listen to some of the commentators, they'll talk about outcome based education or outcome based economies. Well, how do you know what the outcome is unless I've already made the plan for it? So that's what this agenda really is. Now, in order to do that, they have done it successfully throughout the world, and they're stuck in America. And why are they stuck in America? Because of our institution which gives individual rights and freedoms that are granted to us by God. In the United Nations, the things are granted by the United Nations by man, and their worship is Mother Earth, which is why they have the environmental movement. Whereas in America, we are supposedly free to worship whatever or whomever we choose at our own choosing, and the idea of separation of church and state doesn't mean what people think it meant. What it meant was our founders did not want one nationalized religion. Like they escaped from England, go ahead. That's right. That's why they left England. They wanted to be free to worship God in their own way, whichever way they chose to be. They didn't care what you chose to do as long as the net end result was morality. And that was it. 
So they left this wonderful freedom, and the people prospered because they were not dictated by a priest or someone who was working in concert with the government who would then use their belief to guide them into what the government wants. And that's what's happening now with Pope and Obama. The, in order to be able to do that in America, they had to start with education. And they had to take a whole generation of people, and now we're up to the fourth generation of people, and change their mindset so that they would um, change their minds, change their heads, change their attitudes, change everything, and change and rewrite the Constitution, change the Constitution from real law to case law, where everybody has a different law to follow, depending upon a case, instead of one law being for everybody. So that was the purpose of case law, so that people don't understand that we have equal law, equal, we are all equal under the law. And what's happening now is we are not equal under the law because by using case law, they are able to manipulate the law mm-hmm. so that one group can have a privilege over another group. And then they can create, I call, sibling rivalry because that's what they're doing. And then one group will be the victim, and then they can go after another group that won't be the victim that week or whatever. So the change was made in our universities and the change was made to our educational system to eliminate the idea that we have a constitution, that our rights are granted by God, and that no one can take those rights away um, into a belief system was that the government gives you your rights and the government will guarantee your rights, like your right to have a place to live. Well, the government (laughs) gives you the right to have a place to live, not under find your place to live. So one teaches you are only as good as the group, and the other teaches that you have to become an exceptional individual. What has happened is that you are only as good as the group has taken over our educational system. And that's why for the last 30 to 40 years, we have gone down and down and down in education. And we have absolutely no concept of America and what America was and is about. And we are about to give our country lock, stock, and barrel to this world organization, which will just take everything we have. And how do I know that? Because past experience says that that's what they tell us. And and, and let's see if there's any kind of hint of any of those in uh, the first audio I've got, uh, and then we'll discuss it. See if any hint of what their plan is. Uh, And what I've got here, and I I found it amazing with – Obama addressing the Pope while I was watching the the video uh, and getting some audio from there. It just amazed me how you have the Pope, who's the leader of the Catholic Church, 
standing right there with a Muslim. Now, <laughs> I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, uh, but, I mean, I really do think if, if Obama is not truly Muslim, and, and some would say that uh, because he has – his father was a Muslim because of uh, Islamic tradition, that in turn makes uh, Obama a, a Muslim through that, uh, yeah. that tie to that yeah. connection because the religion follows uh, through the father. Yeah. So that by default makes him that. And so, but if he's not a Muslim, which I think there's a possibility, uh, then at the very least, I think he has strong Islamic sympathies. So just seeing those two stand together, just those are just thoughts coming out to me. Now, this is, a, well, you know, a decent audio uh, that I'm going to be playing. And then uh, so just about 10 minutes, so that gives us plenty of, of uh, food to chew on. But it sounds like you want to make a, a comment on that, uh, Karen, and then we'll go ahead and uh, let, let's hear from you. Then I'll play the audio, and then I'm going to uh, – I got some uh, people here. I'm going to get into the show, and I'll be doing some call screening while the uh, audio is playing. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Karen. And then uh, but before we do that, Karen, let me just tell folks, if you'd like to chime in, because I know there's many different places uh, that people are listening to the show, so give us a call at 347-945-7428. And if you are a Twitter user – uh, just uh, put in there the title of the show tonight as well as the link you used to get in here and just let folks know you're listening to Bard's Logic and perhaps uh, your followers on Twitter, whether you're listening now live or through the podcast or the archive, they will be uh, coming and listen to the show as well. And just uh, put, as I said, the title of the show with the link as well as uh, that, you know, listening now. And uh, maybe they'll join uh, with us. So let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to you, Karen, and then I'll put the audio. Okay. Um, I'm here. You know, I thought you were going to make some comments on, uh, on Obama, perhaps uh, Obama being the mother. Oh. I thought maybe you are going to chime in on well, that for a First of all, okay, yes. First of all, I agree with you. Uh, in the, I'm Jewish in the eyes of the Jewish religion. It is the mother that dictates the religion of the child. In the Muslim religion, the father dictates the religion of the child. Obama grew up with Muslims in a communist community. So it is highly unlikely that since both of these, uh, both Muslim and communists advocate lies and deceit in order to be able to have the ends justify the means in their outcome-based atmosphere, it is highly likely that Obama is a Muslim um, influenced by Marxist communists. Now, with the Pope, the Pope is a communist also. And I can say that clearly because he comes from a communist country and he believes in what they believe in, what he learned in Argentina. So he has never experienced capitalism and has only taken his approach to capitalism from those people who, as we just stated, will lie because the ends justify the means. So I do not believe that there, there is very little difference between the Muslims and the Christians, not religious-wise, because remember, Islam is not only a religion, it is also a government and a military. So on the mm -hmm. government side, there is very little difference between Islam 
uh, the Pope and Obama. Religiously, there's differences. But when you look at the um, government ruling side, it's the same philosophy as communism. I always said it would be very interesting in the end game to see who's going to be the winner because the communists are atheists and um, the Muslims will kill anybody who doesn't believe in Allah. So this should be very interesting if we were here for the end game. The theocracy. Yes. You know, I also wanted to play the audio because I know a lot of folks just, you know, this was during, you know, this was during the daytime. So I know a lot of folks did not get the opportunity uh, to hear uh, any of the any of this audio. Maybe just very short clips here and there. Um, but I like to try to play it now. Of course, I don't have the address of Congress in its entirety. It'd be impossible uh, to do that here. At least it'd be uh, if get people enough time to talk. Uh, but so we'll do this with short clips, and we will. Uh, Listen to those. I'll get some call screening, and then we'll make our comments and move forward. We've still got a good two and a half hours left in the show, uh, so there's plenty of time. So, uh, But first, uh, just because we are part of the Patriot Journalist Network, I'm going to uh, hear from them first, and then uh, we'll get our audio. But here, listen to the Patriot Journalist Network. You're not just listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team, grassroots, conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle. And definitely, folks, check out the Patriot Journalist Network or on Twitter, the PJNet hashtag. I'm sure you've uh, seen it. And check them out at www.patriotjournalist.com. So as promised, I'm going to go ahead and play Obama's address to the Pope, and we will do our discussion analysis on that. beautiful day the Lord has made. Holy Father, on behalf of Michelle and myself, welcome to the White House. I should explain that our backyard is not typically this crowded. But the size and the spirit of today's gathering is just a small reflection of the deep devotion of some 70 million American Catholics. It reflects as well the way that your message of love and hope has inspired so many people across our nation and around the world. So on behalf of the American people, it is my great honor and privilege to welcome you to the United States of America. Today we mark many firsts. Your Holiness, you've been celebrated as the first Pope from the Americas. 
This is your first visit to the United States. And you are also the first pontiff to share an encyclical through a Twitter account. Holy Father, your visit not only allows us in some small way to reciprocate the extraordinary hospitality that you extended to me at the Vatican last year, it also reveals how much all Americans, from every background and every faith, value the role that the Catholic Church plays in strengthening America. From my time working in impoverished neighborhoods with the Catholic Church in Chicago, to my travels as president, I have seen firsthand how every single day Catholic communities, priests, nuns, laity, are feeding the hungry, healing the sick, sheltering the homeless, educating our children, fortifying the faith that sustains so many. And what is true in America is true around the world. From the busy streets of Buenos Aires to the remote villages in Kenya, Catholic organizations serve the poor, minister to prisoners, build schools, build homes, operate orphanages and hospitals. And just as the church has stood with those struggling to break the chains of poverty, the church so often has given voice and hope to those seeking to break the chains of violence and oppression. And yet I believe the excitement around your visit, Holy Father, must be attributed not only to your role as Pope, but to your unique qualities as a person. In your humility, your embrace of simplicity, in the gentleness of your words, in the generosity of your spirit, we see a living example of Jesus' teachings, a leader whose moral authority comes not just through words, but also through deeds. You call on all of us, Catholic and non-Catholic alike, to put the least of these at the center of our concerns. You remind us that in the eyes of God, our measure as individuals and our measure as a society is not determined by wealth or power or station or celebrity but by how well we hew to Scripture's call to lift up the poor and the marginalized. <laughs> to stand up for justice and against inequality and to ensure that every human being is able to live in dignity because we are all made in the image of God. You remind us that 
the Lord's most powerful message is mercy. That means welcoming the stranger with empathy and a truly open heart. From the refugee who flees war-torn lands to the immigrant who leaves home in search of a better life. It means showing compassion and love for the marginalized and the outcast, to those who've suffered and those who've caused suffering and seek redemption. You remind us of the costs of war, particularly on the powerless and defenseless, and urge us toward the imperative of peace. Holy Father, we are grateful for your invaluable support of our new beginning with the Cuban people, which holds out the promise which holds out the promise of better relations between our countries, greater cooperation across our hemisphere, and a better life for the Cuban people. We thank you for your passionate voice against the deadly conflicts that ravage the lives of so many men, women, and children and your call for nations to resist the sirens of war and resolve disputes through diplomacy. You remind us that people are only truly free when they can practice their faith freely. Here in the United States, we cherish religious liberty. It was the basis for so much of what brought us together. And here in the United States, we cherish our religious liberty, but around the world at this very moment, children of God, including Christians, are targeted and even killed because of their faith. Believers are prevented from gathering at their places of worship. The faithful are imprisoned, and churches are destroyed. So we stand with you in defense of religious freedom and interfaith dialogue, knowing that people everywhere must be able to live out their faith free from fear and free from intimidation. And Holy Father, you remind us that we have a sacred obligation to protect our planet, God's magnificent gift to us. We support your call to all world leaders to support the communities most vulnerable to changing climate and to come together to preserve our precious world for future generations. Your holiness, your words and deeds, you set a profound moral example. And in these gentle but firm reminders of our obligations to God and to one another, you are shaking us out of our complacency. All of us may at times experience discomfort, 
contemplate the distance between how we lead our daily lives and what we know to be true, what we know to be right. But I believe such discomfort is a blessing, for it points to something better. You shake our conscience. And that's pretty much the end of it, folks. Uh, Those are a few minutes and then a lot of applause. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and bring Karen in and get her thoughts. And then uh, we have a number of folks who'd like to chime in. And uh, after that, we'll have Dr. Tolbert on the line. Uh, He'll be calling in. uh, He's called in, and he'll be talking to us as well. Then we'll bring it over to our panelist, Cindy. And, James, we have you on the line next. And area code 407. I see you'd like to chime in. I'll be uh, speaking with you shortly uh, in order to just uh, get your name so we can uh, get you into the show as well. And if you see other callers, if you'd like to chime in, uh, just push the one on your number dial, and we will get into you, into you into the show. And for those out there listening to the show and have not called in yet, uh, give us a call at 347-945-7428, and uh, we'll get this started. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Karen. Uh, so go ahead and give us our thoughts on uh, what the Pope had to say, I mean, Obama had to say to the Pope. But I, I, once again, I found it interesting, uh, the timing. And maybe you could discuss this as well, because you might have thought this yourself. The timing of the Pope's visit, why now? Why the Pope uh, coming to America at this time, it's unprecedented, never done before, and why during Obama's administration? Go ahead, Karen. Well, he came to go to the U.N. Conference on Sustainable Development, where they are putting together the plan to take over and globalize the world. So everything that he did of coming to America and this whole trip culminated in that activity. As far as Obama, man, doesn't he sound great, which is why I guess the people voted for him. The problem is his actions had nothing to do with his words, because if he believed what he said, he certainly wouldn't have done what he did in the Middle East. And if he believed what he said, he wouldn't be allowing, uh, he wouldn't be um, reinforcing the war against the cops. He wouldn't be he he wouldn't be promoting um, the Planned Parenthood is doing and the killing of the unborn and selling their body parts for profit. So when you put the words together with the actions of the person, they don't come together. So this is a beautiful example of, um, what do they call it, newspeak and, or doublespeak, as uh, George Orwell called it. But it is the idea that what you are saying, you really mean the opposite, and you're using words because the ends have to justify the means, and the words are empty and shallow. So that is my opinion. Okay, let's go ahead and hear from uh, Dr. Tolbert. And so uh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Tolbert, uh, for coming on uh, the line. I appreciate it. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, Karen. How are you? I, Karen and I, I think, know each other from Sally because I talk a lot on Sally's show. And uh, I'm well, currently yeah. a candidate for the Senate of Florida at 216. There's no party. 
so I just want to open that up. And everything that Karen said has validity. So I don't want to, what I'm saying is not to take validity from what she said, but what I want to do is add to what she said. And we'll start with the fact the Illuminati's, the Jesuits, the Masons, the Catholic Church are all formulated under one organization. So capping that and bringing that forth, we have to go to the fact that the Pope did speak in front of the United Nations and gave pretty much the same speech that he gave in the Congress. Now, the problem with what the Pope did in front of the Congress, it wasn't that we have a constitution that says separation of church and state. That was actually a statement made by Jefferson. But we have a constitution that says that Congress shall not establish a religion nor endorse or give more credence to another religion. And so when the Pope appeared in front of Congress, they actually violated the First Amendment. And that was one of the key issues that when I presented arguments on our Facebook uh, recently, and we had three or 4,000 hits on it, we were actually getting into the subject of the fact that religious organizations such as a Catholic church or another group of individuals that were not there just to give prayers but to actually discuss political conservative or libertarian issues was beyond the scope of our Constitution and therefore was another violation that the 100 senators violated by allowing it to happen. And we continually want to go after one individual who has no power, which is the executive branch, whose power is only to enforce what the laws are made by Congress. Our problem is every individual in Congress. Now, whether people know this or not, and this is not taking a religious stand on anything, but there was two Muslims who, in fact, are in our Congress, and they swore on the Quran that was in the historical uh, archives that were in Thomas Jefferson's house. Now, Thomas Jefferson took a stand that the Muslims would be the way for America to lose its own identity. And there were several writings, and the one I want to bring forth, because I'm going to tie this all together, But the Quran says that all nations who should not have acknowledged their authority were sinners, that it was their right and duty to make war upon them whenever they could be found and to make slaves of all they could take as prisoners, and that every Muslim man who should be slain in battle was sure to go to paradise. So here we have already a issue of political doctrine, not necessarily a religious doctrine, as Karen said, but a political doctrine that it is against the establishment of Islam for anyone to disagree or to have any faith other than being a Muslim. Now, in the Americans, we have the standards that everybody has a right to choose. For example, I'm non-denomination Christian. 
and Karen is a Jewish person, and someone else could be a Buddhist or a Hindu, or they could be Christian Science, or they could be Jehovah Witness or Seventh-day Advocates such as Ben Carson. Ben Carson happens to be Seventh-day Advocate, or they could be or a pagan Druid. Right. <laughs> and, and, or they could be like Donald Trump, who says, I'm a Christian and only goes to church once every year or two, which is fine because the Christian viewpoint or the Jewish viewpoint or other viewpoints are not the building, but in fact, what are we doing on a daily basis? But then we get in the issue that 34 of our presidents were related by blood. And in fact, that Obama's mother was related to the Bush family. And we find that if we trace this genealogy back, we're going to find it was in an interaction to the Mormons, or not the Mormons, the Masons. But the Mormons are tied back into it because of the fact that the majority, to include Romney, is, is part of the Masons. So when you look at what Karen was saying and you look at the First Amendment violation of the Pope standing up and the comments that I make on our web and that I post on Facebook and Twitter and Lincoln or that I talk about on Sally's show, we find that the correlation between the Pope's one world power since the Jesuits owned the Federal Reserves and the Federal Reserves control the wealth of America, and then we find out there's a tie between them and the Illuminatis, which is one world power, and then we find that the climate control under the United Nations actually divided the United States into 10 districts and water powers to ensure that they could control it. You can see how what Karen was bringing together, and you tie that whole picture together, and you present it. Now, when I present it on different articles that I write, I get comments back, I didn't know that. The mass media owned by Romney, the voting machines in Florida are owned by Romney through a company in Venezuela. One of his uh, his son actually registered and owns the company for the voting machines, such as when I had 1.4 million votes for the governor's race, which went down to 82 votes, it was again controlled by the Masons, it was controlled by the Illuminatis, it was controlled by the Jesuits, it was controlled by one world power. They don't want anyone in power that is not in line with taking this country to a world dominance. And it's only going to happen when the American people stand up and don't accept it. So Karen's viewpoint is absolutely correct. It goes much farther, which I'm certain she knows. And it is important that we get this message out and that when it's finished, that we put it like we're now at a half a million people that are our followers. Uh, We increase this over a thousand per day. We just, you know, this is not being about being a senator. It's about bringing America and, and, and bringing it back under its, its, its domain as a world power and bringing the economy, mm-hmm. getting rid of the IRS. It's getting rid of individuals who are trying to make this a, a war against the Christians or the Jewish. 
you know, as a Christian, our first responsibility is to protect the Jewish countries and the Jewish people. A lot of people may not understand that, but as Christians, we have been given that responsibility. That was an assignment God gave us as the child by adoption, not the child by birth as the Jewish, but we became children of God by adoption. And through that adoption, our authority and our responsibility, when we just did our political party, Citizens for a Better America Party of Florida, in Article 13, I believe, it says our primary article is to protect the rights and the people of Jerusalem. We are taking the authority of people. We are taking the authority of, of, of keeping America whole. Uh, we have to stand on the principles. The Constitution mentions God twice. The entire Constitution is based on uh, God. Uh, it's based on the electors, not the political okay, and, party. And, and, right, and then we'll have to finish that up there because I do have uh, you know, folks you'd like uh, to get on. Of course, Dr. Tolbert, uh, stay on the line. We will be bringing things back to you just like we will be uh, bringing the roundtable discussion uh, back to everyone else as, as best I can. I'm going to try to time this uh, very well. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring Cindy in and James are next. I do have some other callers who'd like to chime in as well. So here's how we'll do it. We're going to bring you in, you in Cindy, and then James. And then we'll hear the uh, Pope's uh, response to the uh, to Obama's words. And uh, then we'll bring in uh, the other callers. And then we'll uh, go ahead and try to get into the actual address to Congress and uh, talk more about that and, and get everybody on board to, to be able to do that. But for everyone here who's on the line, if you'd be so uh, kind, whether you're a Twitter user or whether you uh, do emails or Facebook, you know, share the link for tonight uh, for other people, your friends or family can hear the show. Uh, so they can, you know, say, hey, you know what, I like what I hear, and perhaps they'd like to call in sometimes and be a part of the show as well uh, because we do say that this is the grassroots We the People show. And is uh, indeed your show, folks out there. So let's go ahead and bring the the folks in to share their thoughts with us, you know, on Wednesday nights about the different topics that we talk about. And the best way for us to do that is for the people who are on the show, uh, such as yourself, to share the link out to folks so they can listen to the show and be able to get access to come on as well. So let's go ahead and bring Cindy in, and then James, you're next. And then, as I said, we'll play the audio, and then I'll be uh, talking to some folks uh, to do some little call screening while we uh, hear that audio and get the, uh, some other folks in. But let's go ahead and thank you very much, Cindy. Uh, you were sorely missed uh, from the uh, couple nights uh, that we didn't hear from you. So welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, thanks. I- I'm good, but I have so much to say, and it's probably because I haven't been around for two months, two two weeks. So, and I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to limit to like eight minutes. Per person, yeah. and then well, before I'm, moving I'm, on to I'm a clip or the other, and, because I want to get everybody in. Go ahead, Cindy. Yeah, I'm going to tell. I was going to tell you, just keep me on the stopwatch because I'm going to keep a rambling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to ask. I want to ask Karen some stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, take over. Um, you know, I, I'm just looking at. You know, so why did why did Obama decide to welcome the Pope so so very warmly? I mean, talk about gushing all over himself sounding like he just loved this pope beyond all measure. Um, and, and you know, what Karen was saying was that, well, if you just know anything about the pope, you know that he's a communist. You know 
that he wants to be the religious leader of the new world order. Um, you know, what was he doing talking about global warming and other political type issues? That's not his, he's supposed to be talking about spiritual issues. Um, now, now speaking of spiritual issues, um, what do we hear from him? It's not necessary to believe in God to be a good person. In a way, the traditional notion of God is outdated. Um, this is this is probably something that floored a lot of Catholic people around the world. Um, now, it, it probably um, lined up really nicely with a lot of Catholics because there's so many of them, uh, just like in the Protestant churches, that are are moving towards um, amoralism. Um, uh, God, God is not necessarily who who the Bible says he is. He's who you think he is. You know, and he went on to say one can be spiritual but not religious. It's not necessary to go to church and give money. For many, nature can be a church. Some of the best people in history did not believe in God, while some of the worst deeds were done in his name. And by the way, that was the Catholic Church that, that, that did those, those deeds. And um, the last pope, uh, apologized for those things, and he seems to be just uh, going back to blaming others for those deeds. I guess it must have been those crazy, um, those crazy um, right-wing Christians, you know, that that did all that stuff. But anyway, um, actually, Robert, uh, you know, as I have I have spoken to you about what the Christian religion is and what we believe what makes us a Christian why do we call ourselves a Christian and um, and then you know you have you have uh, described to me what your religion is and to tell you the truth the Pope sounds a whole lot more like your religion than my religion um, so I don't know why he calls himself a Christian if he does <clears throat> because he's and really the answer that for us I, and I can answer that uh, for you if you'd like. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what you think because I, I thought of you during that during when I was reading that quote. Are you saying you sounded more like a druid? Is what you're saying? No, no he said um, no. He sounded more like like the the type of religion that you are. That mm-hmm. that um, you know that nature can be your church and. You don't have to go to mm-hmm. church or or give money or anything like that, and don't don't worry about it. That God said, yeah. uh, you know, don't don't worry that God said, uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, for that is the habit of the the Gentiles. Um, and never mind that He says, you know, tithe your money, bring it into the storehouse, and I'll bless you. Um, never mind all that, but you know, you don't have to go to church and give money or. And you can just well, and let, let me, me yeah, let, let me ask. That's, that's your religion, not mine. You know. Yeah, no, I know. Well, you know, and let me speak on that. And yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, and I, and I agree with you to a point. Um, whereas, yeah, it does sound more reminiscent of you know, you know what I follow, the, the precepts I follow. Um, however, that being said, he's not a druid. <laughs> Okay. Well, so in, uh, in, in, now for in, now for me, for for him to say stuff like that does seem out of, um, you know, I, I don't like it because he. 
He's not. Go ahead. Can I interject for a moment? Okay. Just that's the part that, yeah. that's the part that's the communist. Because the communists do not believe they're atheists. All communists are atheists. All atheists are not communists. But the communist part does not believe in well, they don't really don't believe in God, but they certainly don't believe in a structured religion. So when you're mixing those two together, then you get exactly what he's talking about because they are also, I mean, think about what went on in the church. Think about all of the pedophiles. Think about all of the things that have been going on with the church through the years. So he's trying to remove that, get it away. You don't have to come to church to pray to be godly. You don't have to be moral. You don't have to go to church to do that. You can be your own thing. You could be your own person because they're trying to capture that group of people as well. So that's where the ideology comes in, and that's what allows them to interact so well together because the ideology is the same. The Pope. Wants, you are you, you nailed it, Cindy, when you said the Pope wants to be the head of the one world religion that's going to rule the world. And that's mm-hmm. what he is aiming for, just like Obama is aiming for Secretary of the UN. Right. And if you hold on, hold on, ladies, hold, ladies, hold, hold on, hold on real quick. And I'm sorry for interjecting, uh, but and you know I do this from time to time. But I did get a uh, a message from Jeff Jones. He's been on the uh, show a couple times. You can hear uh, him in the archives. And he sent me a message here on Facebook uh, tell me about a book that you can find on Amazon. And the book is called The Vatican, Moscow – Moscow, I said that wrong – The Vatican, Moscow, Washington Alliance. That's the name of the book. The Vatican mm-hmm. Moscow Washington Alliance, and uh, you can be found it um, find it on Amazon. And let's see if I can get a little description here, real quick. Um, <clears throat> and I won't take it. So the Vatican plays a vital role in history and world politics, as well as biblically biblical prophecy. God reveals her interesting. God reveals her true identity in chapters 17 and 18 of the Book of Revelation. All true Christians should carefully watch her activities. The Vatican is currently <laughs> playing along with both Russia and the United States. Historically, she has always gone with the winner, and always, when I guess I mean the Catholic Church, uh, always gone with the winner and always leaves an escape hatch for herself. The great prize for the Vatican is the U.S. Uh, she is closing in by preaching a mar- preaching, uh, Marxist gospel in Latin America and Mexico and using immigration yeah. to flood this nation yeah. with Catholic adherence. But for Christians, this is actually a spiritual problem. We must be aware of the, I guess we're talking about Christians, so that's what they mean by we, uh, must be aware of the behind-the-scenes activity. But our response must be to win the Roman Catholic to Christ. Uh, and I know Kelly's, what Kelly's going to say to me, I'm turning this to the Bar's Logic Bible Hour. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Kelly will get you on the show. Uh, there's probably no other person more qualified to write on the subject of Vatican politics than Avro Manhattan. He has authored many books and is one of the world-renowned authorities on Roman Catholic activities, and it goes on. But the name of the book is The Vatican-Moscow-Washington Alliance. And thank you, Jeff Jones, for uh, sending that to me uh, so we can uh, bring that up. 
So, folks, uh, definitely check it out. Go ahead, ladies. And I believe uh, we're leaving it with you, Cindy, and then back to you, oh, Karen. Uh, Karen, Karen. But I do want to get James in, and then we can get the audio, and then we've got some other callers who'd like to chime in. So go ahead. Well, that, that was basically the same thing. This is the alliance that's going to rise to the top, and right now Putin is vying for Supreme Leader of the United Nations because you can watch his actions, and as Obama steps back, that is watch Putin. He's going to take over Syria. He'll take over you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we even have Netanyahu going to Putin because of what Obama is doing. I believe that Obama, because of his Muslim background and his Marxist background, when you combine those two, it becomes a deadly force. And it is a crash course to destroy America because he truly believes that all of the evils of the world, and if you listen, who did he reference? He referenced Kenya. He referenced, he was talking about, oh, everything was was Kenya. Okay, if Kenya was not his home country, he wouldn't be bringing Kenya up, but he has deep roots in Kenya. Say say that again, you were kind of garbled. Will you you say that last week again? He has deep roots in Kenya. When you listen to his speech, who did he bring up? He brought up Kenya. So he blames the plight of Kenya on the imperialism of America. Well, okay, that may be true in his mind, but it certainly was not the American people today. And it certainly was, you know, there may have been, not 100% sure of the total background of Kenya. I don't remember it anymore. But it was part of Great Britain. It was part of the United Kingdom. When when Obama was a child, it was Kenya was ruled by by Great Britain, and it was part of the British Empire. It had nothing to do with the United States, but yet that whole Western ideology of imperialism is what has turned Obama, to me, um, against anything that has to do with the West. So when you push that, that together... That was his father. And, that was yes, his father was who hated the uh, colon, the, <clears throat> the uh, colonists. He hated the colonialists. Yes, like father, he like put son. That, yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, dreams from my father, like father, like son. And then going to Frank Marshall Davis, and befriending uh, Saul Alinsky and Bill Ayers, I mean, being a follower of Saul Alinsky and working with Bill Ayers, we were toast with Obama. (laughs) You have to look at his background. There was nothing in there that he felt was good of America except what he could take from America. And that's what this is all about. Well, I'm sure that's why he was here. This this hope has... Pope has expressed many times in the past his his disdain for income inequality, and now the Catholic priests are supposed to, you know, they're supposed to take vows of poverty and vows of chastity. Some of them take vows of silence, passivism, and all that kind of stuff, but they don't have the right to force us to take any of those vows of poverty. We have the right to use our intelligence and our talents in any way that we feel like we can in order to to be obedient to God in what he wants us to do. 
Um, and well, and that, so Obama well, way, stand there. That's the well, first problem. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. and, well, let's go ahead. I know we could. I want to. I want to move things through, and I apologize. Uh, for that, but I want to make sure we, let, we can bring it back to that if we got some time. But I do want to bring James on. I appreciate uh, your patience, James. Thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. I was just uh, going to make a swift little comment about the Pope has a Twitter account now. When? Why does the Pope have a Twitter account? Do we need to know his every movement? <laughs> I mean, Pope I'm also has wondering. a Twitter account because oh, he's learning. He, he is learning from the community organizer how to amass massive amounts of people to get them to follow you. And that's the communist approach, is community organizing. Right. So they're going to use social media to do everything that they can to, to recreate a similar situation of Obama's election, a wave of people who will follow them. And, you know, uh, more... That's that's the marketing plan. There's always a marketing plan, and the marketing all you have to do is watch any community organizer, and there is your marketing plan. I get that. I just you know I don't want to know what the Pope had for breakfast. I don't want to know what he had for lunch. I don't want to know what he did with his pet Fifi. I don't care about the Pope's personal day by day. I mean, well. Obviously, James, you and I are not going to be following the Pope's Twitter account, but, but there's probably a lot of people who will. <laughs> yeah, and that's not to say, you know, I don't want people to, and I don't want people to misunderstand either myself or the show. And I know, you know, I, you know, and I had actually a uh, a time when I was working with the, and I got nothing against Christians, I got nothing against Catholics, uh, but a, 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 a very short, interesting story is that uh, I was doing trying to do a fundraiser uh, for the New Gingrich campaign where I was, I was trying to get some funds together for a, um, you know, to do uh, robocalls for the Gingrich campaign. And I was talking to a number of folks. And once they, you know, and I was heading up the fundraiser. Uh, and, but once they found out I wasn't a Christian, <laughs> they were like, no, nah, nah, we can't trust this guy. We can't trust these pagan guys, <laughs> you know, with, with, with our money. So they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, the, the, the group wouldn't uh, contribute to the, the cause, even though they were pro New Gingrich. They they wouldn't donate to just for the very fact that I was heading up the, uh, you know, the fundraiser. And I was a Christian, and even worse, I was you know uh, a pagan. But <laughs> but be that as it may, um, you know, and I don't have nothing again. You know, as I said, I mean, I don't have nothing. Again. Obviously, I mean, we we cover uh, Christian topics Robert. on the show all the time because, frankly, I know a lot of the listeners are. Go ahead. Robert, you have to understand, though, you are an enigma because there aren't a lot of you that sound anything like us. I I, I think mostly everybody on here would, would agree that you can talk to you for a long time and never know that you're not a Christian because you sound so much like us, um, because you have conservative viewpoints. <clears throat> so that, you are definitely an enigma. Isn't it not morality? That was the whole crux of this. If you are a moral person and you don't flaunt it, I don't, you know, go running around saying I am a white Jewish uh, senior from, you don't do that. You have a conversation <laughs> and you you like or enjoy that conversation with the person because you click on something. What is happening now in our society is 
the separation of group becomes more important than the people connecting on a conversation. And they have to do that exactly. This is a perfect example of why that has to be done. It has to be done to separate the people so that this conversation would not go on. Because under normal circumstances, there wouldn't be a person who was not Christian. There wouldn't be a person who was Jewish. Why would we come together and connect on something? How dare we do that? Because there are objectives. <laughs> yeah, they're just, well, they want to divide us, that's for certain. And, uh, oh, jeez, I was lost my, my train of thought. Is that yeah? Oh yeah, they, you know they definitely want to divide us now. And and another thing is, I do consider myself an environmentalist, uh, which you know, as you said, Cindy, you know, and we're going to play the audio from the Tope uh, response to the uh, Obama, and then we're going to bring uh, some other callers in. Uh, but what I don't like is that they're using the environmental movement. They're using us environmentalists. Now I do consider myself a conservative environmentalist, and they exist. Even Newt Gingrich says uh, we do or can at least. And so they, you know, what has happened is they have hijacked the environmental movement to propagate their, you know, socialist agenda. And because it's not about protecting the environment, protecting mother earth, Gaia, you know, protecting her. It's it's, it's not about that. It's about control. It's about, it's about controlling us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You did it backwards. It is not that they have hijacked the movement. They created the movement. They created all of this. Am I just listening? I'm sorry? Good. I was going to say, they have created the movement. The movement was never about the protection of the earth. The good people like yourself, myself, who want to protect the earth, who want to protect, uh, you know, for the future, et cetera, et cetera, have been programmed because this has no, their their programs have nothing to do with reality. They only have to do with money, power, and control. They're not designed to work. They're designed not to work because if they worked, we wouldn't need them anymore. So they have to do things like dump toxic waste into the Colorado River so that they can clean it up and they can destroy the Indians. They have to do things like that. They have it's to create these catastrophes so that will come together. What were you saying, James? I'm. I don't know if you're talking with us or somebody uh, or someone over there. I think this would be a good time to go ahead and uh, well, yeah, play the. Uh, I'm going to mute everybody's mics. And I'm going to go ahead and play the post uh, response to President Obama. And we'll go through there, and then I'll be letting the other callers in, uh, do a little call screen behind the scenes. But if anyone else out there would like to chime in, give us a call at 347-945-7428. We'll get you in. And no Paul Stanner, who I see you in the chat. We were not aware that the Vatican had a plot to assassinate Justin Bieber. And so it uh, looks like we lost James. James, if you'd like to call back, give us a call. I don't know. I muted myself. Unbelievable. Uh, and so let's go ahead and play the audio. 
and then we'll uh, move over to that. Go ahead. Good morning. Mr. President, I am deeply grateful for your welcome in the name of the All Americans. As the son of an immigrant family, I am happy to be a guest in this country, which was largely built by such families. I look forward to these days of encounter and dialogue, in which I hope to listen to and share many of the hopes and dreams of the American people. During my visit, I will have the honor of addressing Congress where I hope, as a brother of this country, to offer words of encouragement to those called to guide the nation's political future in fidelity to its founding principles. Yet I will also travel to Philadelphia for the eight world meeting families to celebrate and support the institutions of marriage and the family at this a critical moment in the history of our civilization. <clears throat> Mr. President, together with the Afiro citizens, American Catholics are committed to building a society which is truly tolerant and inclusive, to safeguarding the rights of individuals and communities, and to rejecting every form of injustice discrimination. With, with countless other people of goodwill, they are likewise concerned that efforts to build a just and wisely ordered society respect their deepest concerns and the right to religious liberty. That that freedom remains one of America's most precious possessions. And as my brothers, the United States bishops, have reminded us, all are called to be vigilant, precisely as good citizens, to preserve and defend that freedom from everything that would threaten 
ชุดคมประมาณสิมิสเตอร์เพรสิเอ็มฟินิตินคาวริจิดัตยาพระพูสิน initiative for reducing air pollution accepting accepting the urgency it seems clear to me also that climate change is a problem we can no longer be left to a future generation When it comes to the care of our common home, we are living at a critical moment of history. We still have time to make the change needed to bring about a sustainable and integral development. For we know that things can change. Such change demands on our part a serious and responsible recognition, not only of the kind of the world we may be leaving to our children, but also to the millions of people living under a system which has overlooked them. Our common home has been part of this group of the excluded, which cries out to heaven, and which today powerfully strikes our homes, our cities, our societies. To use a telling phrase of the Reverend Martin Luther King. We can say that we have defaulted on a promissory note, and now is the time to honor it. We know by faith that. The Creator does not abandon us. He's never forsakes His loving plan, or repents of having created us. Humanity has the ability to work together in building our common home. As Christians, inspired by this certainty, we wish. To commit ourselves to the conscious and responsible care of our common home, Mr. President, the efforts which were recently made to mend broken relations and to open new doors to cooperation. Within our human family, represent positive 
steps along the path of reconciliation, justice, and freedom. I would like all men and women of goodwill in this great nation to support the efforts of the international community to protect the vulnerable in our, in our world and to stimulate integral and inclusive models of development. So, so that our brothers and sisters everywhere may know the blessings of peace and prosperity which God wills for all his children. Mr. President, once again, I thank you for your welcome. And I look forward to these days your country. God bless America. Okay, folks, and this is how we're going to do it. We've got Nathan on the line, and then we've got Susan and Kelly, and then I'm going to bring things back around uh, to uh, Kelly, and then Dr. Tolbert, you'll be on. I'm Karen, I'm sorry. Uh, Karen, and then Dr. Tolbert, and then we will bring you back on as well, Cindy. We've got plenty of time. Only been through about half of the show, so we've got the other half to go. Uh, and for those who like to uh, chime in as well, uh, give us a call at 347 nine four five seven four two eight just push the one on your number dial and we get you in and uh just during this call screening uh with nathan he uh told me some very interesting information uh so we could share and uh, check that out as well so thank you very much nathan for coming to the show one thing i've been uh forgetting to ask folks and uh i want to start doing that since we can you know kind of show the nature of uh bard's logic across the nation so to speak you know, what state are you from nathan i'm from uh florida i'm in orlando well, we've got a lot of Florida folks here. Uh, but go yeah. ahead. As I said, uh, you had some interesting things. You told me on the yeah. call screen. Okay, and I'll let you share that with uh, us. Go ahead. Yes, yes, sir. And earlier in your show, when you were playing the, the Obama half of the speech, at the 18-minute, if you start, I, I saw 18, 15 seconds. So if you start back around 10 seconds, you'll hear Obama talking about the persecution and the hard times people are running into around the world. He said, the children of God and even the Christian, are targeted. Now, uh, when he says, what he did is he just marginalized the Christian. And, and this is just an observation. One of the things Hitler did before he started persecuting people is he started marginalizing people. You, you get the, you know, how many Polacks it takes to uh, uh, Screw in a light bulb, or how many, and then how many Polak, uh, uh, Jewish Jews does it take? And you all these different jokes to make people look down on on a race of people. Um, and and that's the thing about comedy is once we laugh at something, we don't take it serious. And then for them, you know, if you take it to a point, and I'm not talking about just you know a cute joke. I can tell you a redneck joke, and we laugh. But when we when this thing gets taken to a certain point you actually start losing your value towards people. 
and 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 for a president to sit up there and say something like that uh you know you would think a man of his stature and education to be in a place like that would not be so offensive targeting any one group you know so he he just showed his true colors he's been showing his true colors but he did it more blatantly you know but 18 go back to about the 18 minute mark and and as he's speaking uh, you know if everybody's being targeted it, it doesn't matter that it's everybody and even as if oh let's don't leave them out they don't mean anything okay yeah and he's a christian he says he's a christian yeah you know, there you go. We know how that works. I've never believed that actually myself. First of all, first of all, you know, if if no, 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 a uh, 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 religion. The word religion means discipline. Okay, you you get up and you go for a jog every morning. We say you do it religiously. Why? Because it is something you practice. If you're a Baptist, it's because you you studied their stuff, you agree with it, and it is a discipline, or it's or it's the goal of it is to be a discipline in your life. Okay, if you're a Catholic, it's the same thing. We believe in this teaching, and, and it is my discipline to study it, and make it a part of my life, so that it, who who I am. So whenever you say you're a, a you're a Christian, and and we see other behavior coming out of you, we we know that. We always know that there's there's a degree of hypocrisy in in any growth process. You know, I can say I don't believe in smoking while I'm sitting here smoking, but I'm trying to quit smoking. But eventually, you know that that hypocrisy is left behind in time with growth because of the discipline that is my goal. So, but when you sit around saying for years I'm a Christian, and 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 you give more credence and more respect towards a different religion. And you even say that you would, in a situation where there's a problem between the, the, the Christians and, and or the Americans and Muslims, he would take the side of them. You know, again, it goes back to your discipline and the goals that you, you strive for. So uh, there, he already told us what his religion is. And no politician, Republican or Democrat, will, will answer that question honestly based on the fruits that we see because, you know what, up at the top, they've got an agreement. Look, we're not going to touch this issue. You know, oh, uh, Trump at one time, you know, these were questions he had that and 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 his uh, the, his religion and his birthplace, and and he's even compromised that now. So I guess that makes him now uh, uh, he's working at being a good Republican. But. That's that's well, my part. Uh, I've agreed with everything everybody has said on your show tonight. Not everything you've played, but everything that everybody <laughs> so far has said. I say you guys keep doing what you're doing. We need you. Well, I appreciate that. And of course, as I said earlier, Nathan, you're welcome to uh, to stay on the show. And we'll bring it uh, bring it back to you as we uh, play on yeah, well, uh, with the rest I'm of the I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna hang up because I need both of my hands while I'm doing something else here. But I'll hang up and listen to you through the show. Okay, well, thank, thank you very much. On, and uh, if you just do us one thing, Nathan, is uh, the, yeah. the link that you use to come to the show, uh, definitely share that out with your friends. If you're on Twitter, uh, put it out there because other people can listen to the show and kind of, you know, like what they hear, and then they can give us a call in like you did tonight because we'd really like to have them in. Okay, thank you. Now, say, there was a lady saying, trying to say something there for a second, and I missed it. Yeah, go ahead. I think that was Cindy. Go ahead, Cindy. I think she had something she wanted to say to you, Nathan. Go ahead. No, I was just saying thanks for coming on, and, and I appreciate your viewpoints. Um, 
I thought those were all very good points. A lot of them yeah. that we we haven't heard yet. Uh, yeah, so well, far. here's the so thing about you. comedy. You're right. You're just, my neighbor. Just, yes, just listen. Just remember this about comedy, okay? You know, comedy's good. It makes us laugh, but we have to be careful with it because what we laugh at, we don't. Uh, eventually, we don't take it serious. You know, I like telling redneck redneck jokes because I am one. Okay, but but it bothers me whenever I see one person laughing at a joke, but is offended if you tell a joke that that gets close to where they are, and and yeah. it's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, uh, you know, uh, um, I'm not saying we need to be sitting around. We can laugh at at stuff, but but uh, we don't need to let it go to the point that it's our philosophy. You know what I mean? And um, and so so let's let's just be careful when we start hearing the jokes about any certain people or any certain religion. Uh, um, one thing that's happening right now is is the church is being attacked from a lot of, especially a lot of the leaders. Uh, this is what I would do. If the church the church leadership would listen to me, this is my only question I would ask them, and they don't, they're not listening to me, but I would ask those in positions of influence in the church, y'all need to repent. Y'all need to repent because of the way you treated a generation starting back in the 70s when divorce and abortion and, and people started getting hurt from the church and, and they started going along their ways. And now we're, we're two generations down the road. Most 70% of the gays and 70% or somewhere around that number of, of atheists are coming from church backgrounds. They're coming from church families, and they've been hurt because of the way that the church has 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 failed in reaching every issue and ministering to every issue that the culture has has dealt. So you know they're sitting around criticizing the the movie about Moses or the movie about Noah coming out of out of uh, 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 Hollywood. And the only thing I say to these people that criticize them, where was the church teaching the culture about Noah and and Moses? You, they, you didn't do it. You went into the church culture and 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 did your homeschooling, and and now that when they're kicking the doors down, you don't understand why they're doing it. You heard them. You heard them. There was a, a bunch of rejected mothers who had their heart broken in the 70s when their mom, when their husband left for a younger skinnier model and and church didn't reach out to these people and they didn't reach out to these broken-hearted teenagers that that were hurt and bro- fell in the arms of another teenager and they were getting pregnant and having abortions and the church was sitting there looking down on us that the 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 church leadership is what I'm talking about needs to repent that's my opinion on it and I approve of it anyway I'm going to hang up and keep listening Okay, and let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to you, Susan, and then Kelly, and then oh, and then Kelly, and then I just want to address something uh, that someone just put uh, forth on Facebook, and so I'm going to be uh, replying to uh, Cynthia, a uh, message that she put on. Uh, oh, good, she put it into uh, the Bard's Logic uh, page uh, group, actually. And so I'm going to reply to her message. Uh, and uh, if anyone would like to comment on this, uh, that's fine. Um, and I'll be going to get a response soon. And it's uh, in regards to our uh, guest, James, who called in. Uh, apparently it seems that the person thought I was uh, rude and I railroaded James. I didn't think that I did uh, if I did. 
so. Apologize. I've already said James is welcome to call back. It appears, and I'm going to put this on uh, the Facebook, that uh, he got disconnected. Perhaps he purposely uh, hung it up. I'm not sure. But uh, Kelly, he's a good friend of yours, and we all know Kelly and I are good friends uh, here. And so perhaps we could get some insight on that. But uh, while we're hashing that out, uh, let's go ahead and bring Susan on the line. Uh, thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you? Hi, fine. <laughs> I really enjoyed last week. And uh, Miss Cindy being there, of course. Hello? Oh, okay. Um, I want Sorry. to just briefly several things. Agenda 21, uh, which is a scheme that the nations would lose their sovereignty and become subservient to the New World Order. It's... Um, they want to take away our land, our water, everything, and um, it's a program, a plan of action to be taken globally, nationally, and locally. Um, a good book is The United Nations Exposed by William F. Jasper, put out by the John Burke Society, and uh, it is a dangerous agenda. Now, let me address the um, oh, the Roman Catholic and Islamic connection. Now, I don't know if many of you know this, uh, but the Vatican created Islam. They're very close in their agendas and thoughts. And this is not your average Catholic, mind you. Uh, there's many wonderful Christians amongst them. But um, a wealthy uh, Arabian lady who was a faithful follower of the Pope, uh, she was a widow named K-H-A-D-I-J-A-H. Gave her wealth to the church, retired to a convent. And her assignment was to find a brilliant young man who could be used by the Vatican to create a new religion and become the Messiah for the children. And her cousin was Warakura, W-A-R-A-Q-U-A-H, who was a Roman Catholic. And uh, he became a Muhammad's advisor and had tremendous influence on him. Um, Muhammad was prepared by being told that his enemies were the Jews and only true Christians were Roman Catholic. He was taught that others calling themselves Christians were imposters and should be destroyed, and many Muslims believe this. Um, I have had several sites on this. This one, this one's a good one, www.marynairaland.com. Um, so you can Google up things and find this. But um, uh, in the end, we have only to blame for the uh, Catholic Church for creating Islam. And um, they have created many things uh, to, for their agendas. We're talking the really high ups. We're not talking the, you know, and when the Pope doesn't want to be criticized or people don't want him criticized, you know, he, this particular Pope particularly, went into politics. When you go into politics, you're going to get criticized. I'm sorry. You are. And he left himself open for that. But um, um, this is the history on on the Muslim and Roman Catholic connection. And this particular Catholic, by the way, is a Jesuit. They are the mafia arm of the Catholic Church. And that was in an article even written uh, in one of the John Birch articles that my friend Bo showed showed me. And... um, they don't even care about the regular Catholics in truth. They're, they have an agenda, and they are out to 
fulfill that agenda, which is to bring everyone back, all the Protestant churches and everyone back into the fold under their power. And that doesn't mean you have to be a supposed um, join into the church, but just the idea of them kind of controlling it. And they will join hands if you read Revelation with the evil, uh, the not evil, the um, Protestant church that has become, they protested, that's how they broke away, Martin Luther and them. They will join hands with them and with spiritualism. And which, by the way, if you look at, because you were talking about Hitler, uh, or you mentioned, you know, how that happened in Germany and stuff, Hitler was not only a Catholic, he was, um, well, Jewish blood, and um, a part Jewish blood, and he also uh, visited a spiritualist uh, to look into the future, which obviously she didn't do a very good job, but... um, Many of the cardinals over that way uh, mourned him when he died. And so that should take, tell you something um, about uh, the kind of people that they have used. They used him. Uh, he had his own issues and problems, and it wasn't very hard to to use or encourage him to do his part in um, the New World Order because he was actually part of that. Neither World War One or World War Two, none of them needed to be. The Lithuania, we you can go into any of those. They were all used to manipulate and bring about these wars. There was no reason for us to be part of it, but the forces of the NWO and um, Catholicism and uh, all of them, they wanted us in these wars. And it weakened America and caused us to become a warmongering country. Because we didn't, there was there was no reason. None of these wars have been necessary for us to be in. Uh, so that is my. Uh, oh, by the way, you have a new listener, uh, or you have several, uh, and I'm going to say the voice of Idaho TVOI, and her name is Becky Hudson. Uh, they run it, and it's out of Idaho. And so um, a shout-out to her because she told me she was listening. So I'm trying to bring you a few uh, new listeners to the show. That's, that's it for me. You, Susan. So, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> we appreciate you doing that. But, you know, well, what, no do you think about, what do you think about Obama's uh, comment when he was welcoming the Pope that uh, – he thinks that uh, um, the practice of our faith, be you know, having the freedom to practice our faith is so important to him. Uh, what do you think about that in, in the light that uh, he is now forcing us to bake cakes and arrange flowers for gay weddings and pastors are probably going to be for, uh, forced to perform those weddings and, uh, you know, that's freedom to practice your religion. Uh, and they're try- they love, they keep trying to get it to where Christian doctors have to perform abortions too, and Christian hospitals have to have to uh, have them going on in their facilities. So how is that free? Uh, he's a puppet of the New World Order, plain and simple. And if he really believed in uh, Christians being persecuted and all the problems, he would have did something to bring our pastor, Pastor Saeed Abedini, back to Idaho and out of that prison, Ross Perot, 
took his own people and got people out of those countries, out of, I think it was Iran or Iraq, I can't remember. And we have this whole, all these military people, and we can't get one lousy pastor home. Come on, yeah. folks. He can't do anything. If you can't, you can't believe anything he says, Binger says, or any of them, because they can't even bring a darn pastor home. And we yeah. want our pastor back. And they lied to his wife about bringing him home. They lied. He lied to her, and it makes me angry. Yeah. Well, well that's what we can tell. And, uh, yeah, and actually, we haven't really given Boehner much. Uh, we must have you know, oh. given much discussion on the on the Boehner yeah, situation. But, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that. Another one down. Another okay. one down. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead, ladies, and hear how we're going to do. We got a couple other folks on the line, so if you'd like to chime in, push the one on the number dial, and we'll get uh, back. You know, we'll get to you. And uh, so here's how we got. We got uh, bring Kelly in, and then we're going to bring it back to uh, Karen. Well, not Karen, uh, Doctor Tolbert. And then if uh, any new folks uh, call in, we'll get them in as well. However, there's only 15 minutes left of what we call the live portion of the show. Uh, now, the show will continue to go on for the next hour after that. Uh, however, that the opportunity to call in and to chime in will no longer be uh, available. So give us a call within the next 14 minutes at 347-945-7428, and we'll get you on the show. Uh, and then just push the one on your number dial, and we will get you in. And so let's go ahead and get uh, Kelly in here. And thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing doing good, doing good. Hey, um, I won't tease you about uh, the Bar's Logic Bible Hour because, well, I haven't before. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I've teased you about the gar- the Bar's Logic Gospel Hour. In fact, I would love That's to do an intro right. next time you go into this. Yes, I will do an That's intro next right. time. I, the intro goes like this. And welcome to the Bard's Logic Gospel Hour with your host, um, agnostic slash <laughs> pagan, Robert Tenner. <laughs> you know, Robert, well, we are Robert talking is, about the Pope, you know, so religion's coming going to come up. <laughs> well, that's oh right. Gosh. Well, Robert, Robert is extremely, I wish the whole world was as tolerant as Robert was, is um, regarding religion. And, and speaking of religion and politics in the same sentence, I need to go to a bar right now because – you know, in the bars, they don't talk religion and politics in the same sentence. I'd have peace of mind. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, hey. So Karen, Karen, I have a relation, uh, a somewhat of a connection with you. Uh, you're Jewish. I come from a long line of Jewish hog farmers, and so you know, we we got something in connection there. Um, if you can't figure it out by now, I'm like try to like make jokes to keep my sanity from all this political stuff going on. But, you know, we should be fair. We should be nice to the Catholics. You know, if there's a one world religion, I think the Pope should head it because of his nice white gown and that special hat he wears with the kind of a pointy thing at the top, you know. No one in the world has that, so he should be the leader of the... Anyway, maybe I should get serious. Okay, so... We have this Pope. He came to America. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what he's saying. It kind of sounds like he's stoned when he says it in Latin, but, you know, that's whatever. Um, or, or Italian, whatever he speaks. But, you know, um, he did not address the present social issue in America, which is the selling 
of baby parts from Planned Parenthood, which is a lot of money, which goes to the Democratic Party. And, of course, there was a recent hearing in Congress and went four hours, and basically the spokesman for Planned Parenthood, whatever her name was, she was fighting in tooth and, tooth and nail like it was her survival. And, uh, you know, this is disgusting. Why didn't the Pope address that? That concerns me. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of liberal tendencies of the Pope. I mean, you know, oh, we should just drop the borders and let the poor people come into America. And we should have something about, you know, carbon credits or, or you know, we want got to watch out for, for um, global warming and all these liberal causes. You know, I'm just waiting for the Pope to start advocating, being he's so liberal, I'm just waiting for him to advocate the separation of church and state. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. So something just isn't something something isn't just in my natural sense. I mean, yeah, okay, I'm a Christian, but something in my natural sense about this guy, I just I can't put my finger on it, but something isn't right. No, there's a whole lot not right. It's not just something. Um, can I chime in? Sure, Karen. Okay, first of yeah, all... Yeah, go ahead, Karen, and then we're going to bring in Dr. Tolbert, and then uh, we've got some... Uh, I believe we have James back on the line. James, we will be getting okay. you back in, and it's great to... We'll be hearing from you again. Uh, if there's uh, any interruption the last time, I want to on-air apologize for that. Uh, so I uh, wanted to get that to you, uh, James, and we will be bringing you back on, and let's get him back into the show. And uh, do you see some other folks push the one on your number dial. If you'd like to chime in, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and bring things on, Karen, and then Kelly. Still got uh, some more minutes for I, you know, give to you as well, and then we'll get to Dr. Tolbert, and then we'll get James. Go ahead, Karen. Okay, what we have to do is understand that everything is connected. None of these things are happening randomly, and that's all part of the communist programming that all of these people have gone through, and that's what they believe. The body parts, individuals are not important to them. They are trained, as our children are being trained in school, that you are only as good as your group and you can only be worthwhile in your group. And once you start being, um, once you start not pulling your own weight, you are discarded, you don't count. So they don't look at it like that. They also look at it with Their main goal of Agenda 21 and now Agenda 2030 is depopulation. So to them, Mm -hmm. this is just their way to depopulate the planet. You know, the people will self Karen, did I hear him? I was going to ask you this. Did I hear him in the middle of that speech say that, that he wanted to, that he had a plan to depopulate the earth? Did you hear him say that? No, I couldn't hear all of it, so do I know that? No, but we can do a search for that, which would be very good. But that's the goal of Agenda 21. So their motivation is that they're using the environmental movement to scare everybody into doing more for less, and then they're using the programming of Agenda 21, which is a UN agenda, which is, 40 chapters and 350 pages of how to control every aspect of human activity and to categorize it. And there will be nothing that will be owned by any individual. And America is the last stronghold. 
Agenda 2030 is just the next chapter. And because we've brought so much attention to Agenda 21, which we were told and JBS was told does not exist for many, many years, so the fight was incredible, um, we now are faced with the implementation which is the next 15 years of how they're going to put all of this together. And they are doing it. If you follow, so, so you have to know the plan. You have to look at everything in the same category, categories. Money, power, control. Follow the money. You'll see who wants to get the power, and then you're going to figure out how they want to control you. And then you can do something about it. can't do anything about it if you don't know what it is. We have to understand that everything is connected. We are given bits and pieces so that we don't make a connection. We don't say, oh, well, if that domino falls, then what's going to happen to the rest of the dominoes? They're going to still be standing? I don't think so. But our kids are being trained in school not to complete mm-hmm. thought, not to follow, not to be able to put patterns together so that they could figure out, so that they would take and be able to make good decisions. They're not being taught that. What they're being taught is to follow the path that the government tells them to do, and then when they get to the fork in the road, follow the career path that the government chose for them, but the government will give them three or four examples so they could make their own choice. But really you're making your choice of what the government is telling you to make. And how does the government tell you what they need? Because they're working with the corporations who say, yo, we need more farmers. Okay, let's beef up the courses in farming. Okay, yo, we need more STEM people. Oh, let's give out grants for people who are doing STEM. Well, what are you really doing? You're only following the course that these people are allowing you to follow so that there becomes no creativity, there's no um, anything. Anyway, before people get off the line, what Nathan said and what Susan said were incredible. Please get a hold of me. My website is com, And I would really like some of, I'd like anybody to start putting this information in writing and let's interact with each other because what's happening is we are now coming together, we're understanding, we're beginning to learn. Now we have to say, okay, what are we going to do to act and how are we going to stop it? What are we going to do? What should we look for? And the answer is you have to start in your own community. We can't sit in our living room anymore and not go to a zoning and planning meeting and then wake up in the morning and say, they're stealing my land. So that's definitely a good point. We still have a, and we still have another hour left. So, well, but we just have four minutes left of the lifetime, but we will be going into what we call the extended period. Uh, the only difference is, is that uh, no one will be able to call in. And if people drop the call, unfortunately, they will not be able to call back in after the four minutes when we're in the extended period. So if you'd like to be uh, listen to the extended period of the show, give us a call at 347-945-7428. This is we do have another hour, and at that point I was given, uh, as we do here on the show, deference to our guest. 
uh, which is tonight, uh, Karen Joan, and I definitely check out her website that she just gave us, and I really agree with you on uh, putting things in writing. I think there's a lot of people here who had a lot of great ideas, and so let's definitely send them to her, and then she can work on some things as well. So what I want to do is, Kelly, as I promised, you you still have some more time left uh, to go, so I want to bring it back to you, Kelly, uh, just a little bit. Then I want to bring uh, Dr. Tolbert uh, back in, and then we got James, and we have another caller. And so let's do it uh, that way. So back to you, Kelly. Then Dr. Tolbert bringing you back in. Then James, we're getting you back in line, which I'm glad to see you back on. And we have another caller, Eric 404. If you'd like to chime in, we'll get your name in a little bit. But let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Kelly. Well, I like that Obama in his introduction for the popester that uh, he said we are all created in the image of God. I like that he said that. I wish he believed that. If he believes that, we are equal, and therefore we should all be treated with dignity. Although there's subtle under, undertones of what he did say, the question is, does he really believe it? I, Anyway, um, I want to go over to the Speaker of the House, which was, well, is still in transition, Mr. Uh, Boehner. And um, he, something stunning happened here, folks, and this is really good news for those of us who love the Constitution and liberty. What happened here was Mr. Boehner gave a resignation speech. In other words, he saw the writing on the wall. He saw what was coming at him. He knew he was going to get ousted, and instead of forcefully getting um, ousted and then go down in flames with total disgrace, he did a speech, and he spun it like, oh, yeah, I did a lot of really good things. I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. That was damage control. If you notice the speech, that was damage control. And even the better news is that um, we are having an impact, those of us who are doing political activism and other things, you know, for those that love the Constitution. We are having uh, victories because it's going up the chain of command, and the House of Representatives is getting a lot more conservative-minded folk that Bonner had to basically uh, bail, uh, you know, spin it like he was a good guy. But um, that is the power that's happening in D.C., and I want to encourage everybody who's in the trenches that we are having victories. Even though it takes a long time, we are having victories. We are going to see a more conservative uh, Congress in the next several elections. So our our time and our efforts in this effort to um, secure the Constitution is certainly not in vain. Yeah, definitely. And let's hope we let's hope we definitely see that we're more you know, I would like to see more grassroots candidates uh to be uh elected. And actually I want to bring out to this to the uh before I bring uh, you back on, Dr. Tolbert, is uh I got an update from one of our contributors here on the show. Uh and just an update. If you're from Kentucky or anywhere near Kentucky and you can give Matt Bevan, who is conservative grassroots candidate and Kentucky running for governor against the uh, Mr. Conway, who was their attorney general there, and I would say uh, pretty much a, a failed attorney general, uh, from what I'm hearing. Uh, and he's actually Bevin is unfortunately down by five percentage points, uh, 37% to Conway's 42%. Now there is still 21% of the vote that is undecided, uh, which you know could go. Uh, to Bevin's way, and we hope so. But if you are in Kentucky, uh, we've interviewed Mr. Bevin on the show three times, uh, a couple times when he was running uh, against uh, Mitch McConnell 
for his uh, seat in the Senate, at least in a primary, to run for a seat in the Senate. And now he's running uh, for governor of Kentucky. And we definitely need, as you pointed out, Kelly, uh, more conservative and, of course, my favorite, grassroots uh, candidates uh, getting into office who were not career politicians, who have not really held political office before. So if you are from Kentucky or near Kentucky, uh, check it out. Perhaps you give Mr. Bevin some help. And you can go to his website by going to www.mattbevin, that's B-E-V-I-N.com. So check out mattbevin.com. If you can do, in any way, even if you're uh, far away and you can donate some money uh, to his campaign, uh, that would be, of course, helpful as well because with only a month or so left, those uh, negative campaigns that are going to go against him are really going to start to gear up, and he's definitely going to need uh, to be able to uh, counteract that. So let's go ahead and bring uh, you back in, Dr. Tolbert. Thanks uh, for your patience uh, for us getting you back in, and then we're going to uh, have James on. Uh, we may have time for uh, some uh, more audios. Uh, the audios I do have left are uh, shorter in length, uh, and these are audios that uh, we have for uh, the Pope when he was actually doing his address to Congress. And so uh, you know, we'll hear some more of those. And then I'll get uh, one more uh, call screening done uh, to get some folks in uh, to the line who'd like to get back uh, or like to get into the show. And we'll move forward from there. So here's the lineup. Uh, we got you, Dr. Tolbert, and then you, James. And then uh, we'll go ahead and play the audio, and then we will uh, move forward. So go ahead, Dr. Tolbert. Yeah, I'm going to take on a couple of subjects. First, I'm going to take on the Agenda 21 and Dr. Root out of California, whose talk show I've been on a couple times, and the comments that California is the proving grounds to turn us into Agenda 21, and they're trying to centralize the entire population to a central location and take over all the land and waterways under the program of NATO. So I'm going to leave that one alone. The second one is the amnesty program, and the Pope and the two major political parties, the reason, again, the Pope is for this is because of the decrease of Catholics in America, the decrease of uh, donations and funds. So the opening of the border and the amnesty to the South Americans is based on the large percentage of Catholics, and by overpopulating Mm -hmm. Catholic population, they're actually doing this through South American borders to the illegal immigrants. Thirdly, I'm going to take very quickly the issue of the Supreme Court. We wrote an article on www.cfabamerica.com, and the article was sent to the Supreme Court. We asked everybody to go to it. It was concerning Amendment 1 and Amendment 14 where the Supreme Court had no business ruling on the word marriage because it belonged to the First Amendment. And secondly, they could only interpret it, and they could have said civil union, and they had to send it back to the state under Amendment 10. We filed that as a grievance. It was accepted by the Supreme Court. The article was on our website. Anyone that wants to go to the Supreme Court, we have their website there where you can actually go to their website, you can actually post your problems with the Supreme Court and their violation of the Constitution. Fourthly, we filed a grievance against the state of Florida. The state of Florida has violated five constitutional rights. We're going to take the issue of marriage as one of the five that they violated. 
sense the Supreme Court can only interpret a law and not make a law, and only Congress can make the law, the next thing that happened is that marriage between one man and woman is on the Florida Constitution. When the governor and the state attorney and the secretary of the state did not pick up on it and enforce the laws in Florida and tell the judges they could not do it, that was another part of the state of Florida not fulfilling its obligation. We just took on the issue of the veterans. I spent six months, I'm a retired master sergeant, I spent six months going through the VA. I just wrote a major paper on the veterans, how we can correct the veteran problem. Uh, The veterans and the military are now leaving the Christians. They are now the religious leaders. And Christians are living, leaving the army. They're now joined. I'm a 22 year old, uh, a 22 year retired master sergeant. They left. Common Core, real quick. I'm a doctor of education. Socialism is based on Common Core. Bill Gates, GE, and also the Democrat Party and Republican Party are all behind Common Core. Common Core was a way to manipulate and also destroy America. So now you take that whole package, you shake it together, you put the Pope, the Illuminatis, the Jesuits, the Masons, and you're going to find everything I just said ties back to the same issue you guys have been talking about all night tonight. Well, thank you, Dr. Bud. Uh, Welcome, Stan. We'll definitely like to get you back on the show. Um, And so, as I promised, I want to go ahead and bring James in. Uh, and then, you know, we still got plenty of time. We got a little less than an hour. Of course, I will have to do some closeout uh, things in about uh, 10 till the next hour. But let's go ahead and uh, get James in here and uh, let him get his uh, his time in because, we, as I said earlier, and uh, I do like to try to get folks as, as equal time as I possibly can. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't always work, but I, I do strive for that. So, James, uh, I'm glad you're able to call back in. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, tell us uh, what's on your mind. Well, uh, first off, I'd, I'd like to accept your apology. I was just a little frustrated because earlier today I got to deal with a diehard liberal. Quote his words. He would take a bullet for Obama. He oh, my gosh. I'm still a little under the frosty side, you know. And after being asked to leave his, leave his premises, after inviting us into a debate, then being destroyed in a debate by facts and figures, and then being told, don't come back to my house because you don't believe like I do. My Kool-Aid is stronger mm-hmm. than his. <laughs> so to speak, um, I do apologize. I did hang up out of frustration. That was on me. Um, uh, it happens. <laughs> um, I was raised Catholic. My Pope, the Pope that I was raised with, was John Paul II, he didn't have a Twitter account or a Facebook or a MySpace. I couldn't poke him, be friends with him. I just heard the gospel. Of course, I couldn't understand a word of it because it was in Latin, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what I'm getting at is the trendiness of this situation, and Kelly and I had gone into a lengthy discussion when the Pope, this new Jesuit Pope had been brought in, he and I had gotten into a lengthy discussion about the scariness of him being a Jesuit Pope. We just weren't able to touch completely on base, and you guys kind of peeled back the layers of the onion, so to speak, about this guy. Um, The Agenda 21 and, you know, everything that's going on, we're seeing it. And, yeah, California has become a proven ground. I mean, for goodness sakes, they took out in 
counties, or I think it's either three or six counties. I'm not sure how much it is. But I know a couple of the major counties in some uh, in California actually had their police officers removed and put in with federal mandated officers. That's the sheriffs. They're gone. The regular police are gone. It is now federally mandated police officers. And they said Tell us more about Stockton, run. James. Yeah, that's, that's well, all about. Um, Stockton, so much. Well, this is what this is what Obama hold said. On, when him, he first was hold on, let him let, let him finish because I don't, you know, well, but we we try not to talk over folks here. I, I kind of lost it there for a second, and that happened. Is you know, for those who are very familiar with the show, I try to keep a lid on that because uh, I hate when that happens on other talk shows. Uh, drives me nuts, and so I try to limit that here. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and let him finish his, his thoughts because I know me. If I, that happens to me, I'll just forget sometimes what I'm saying. I, that, so <laughs> let's go ahead and let him finish, and then we'll, we'll we'll chime in on that. Go ahead, James. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you for being patient, too. I do apologize once again. Um, oh, no, that's okay. I appreciate um, that. This is, this, is when he, this is when Obama initiated the whole Cleveland, or I guess it was Cleveland, Ohio effect. You know, different cities in the United States became a part of this practice trial run. Why did it happen how many months before? This is where I'm making weird connections, and they're connections that make sense before the Jade Helm Project, the largest-scale military act that happened on the United States soil, and it's a practice run. Once again, these two practice runs shouldn't have happened because federal, the sheriff had the rights to go into Stockton, California, and say, get out. We don't need you here. Now they have no rights there, and the citizens there are oblivious to it, the citizens here and where I'm at now. As a former resident, I realized what was going on, and I ended up getting video clips of actually watching transports of military vehicles from one location to another on the railroad system. And... They weren't even near military bases. That's that's this creepier thing. Um, I actually work for, strangely enough, I actually work in a company that does a lot with the government. I build tents for a living. Yes, pitch tents for a living. That's my job. Cool joke, dirty joke, I understand. But it's, you know, it's military funded. I have now come into contact with information about who is doing certain things like certain camps that we all know about but can't really say. FEMA. Sorry, I had a cold. FEMA. Yep. FEMA. FEMA. What are they going to do? Take me away? (laughs) Right? Hey, be careful. NSA is spying on us. We're all being watched and listened to. NSA Bob, go ahead. Um... As far as this goes, I actually know that the company I work for personally does not do the camp buildings, but we are now putting together for the company that funded such a thing. At this point in time, I'm not allowed to give out any names, although if you check out the abbreviation for Advanced Diving Systems, that would be the contracting company. No names, just letting you know. Beautiful website. Tell you everything you need to know. Um, 
they contract for the government to do such things. And yeah, I have actually written and signed a contract, which I don't care at this point in time. Sure. Um, well, be careful, James. It, it's my safety, it's your safety, it's all of our safety. That is in jeopardy here. I mean, some people who are following Obama's words to a T, like my neighbor who I had this discussion with, this debate with, he's willing to take a bullet for Obama and not see, while reading off his PowerPoint about Bill Gates being a part of the eugenicist program, which we all know, Bill Gates is a dirty, rotten scoundrel. And, of course, he's going to placate to the public and then turn around his episode on the back behind the backs. He's a billionaire. He's, he makes the money. He makes. He's one of the chess players. We're all pawns in his little game. He wasn't always. And with that being the case, his point that he made, as he thought he was making a right point, was he read it clearly. I would like to make vaccinations that would decrease the population. Mm. He said it in a statement. He goes, see, I told you, that means he's going to level off the population. No, it's a decrease. And this is where he goes, well, you're not going to listen to facts. I said, the facts are right there. You're reading them. And it was an argument, and it was a beautiful debate. And I walked away calm and cool-headed. Kelly, you know how that goes. Walk away calm and cool-headed and let them know that they're stewing on it. And wow. So it was an extremely entertaining night and I mean and then you guys get this topic and we got trendy pope going on. Um what's this world coming to? I'm 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 afraid of what's going to happen to our generation and our future generation. Wow. Wow, that's that's a goodness I've seen in you, James, for a long time. I want to try to connect this together and then turn it over to the people that studied the Catholic system and the New World Order. The Jade Helm thing is you combine that with the Ferguson and the local police can't do their job, bring in federal troops, get people used to federalized troops, and then what happens is it's really a three-step thing. You nationalize the police, you militarize the police, and then it's too late. Every country that suffered this went under. And so somebody at the top, be it the president, the pope, or the powers that be, are trying to get things nationalized, which will eventually lead to a world government, which will mean the men in blue suits um, in your town being the police force. And that is just point-blank frightening. And so from that, I want, to, I want to turn it over to people who might have a bigger perspective on what James introduced and I kind of bridged into. Yeah, yeah, you you pretty much tied it together as well as the rest of I, I would be happy to have a little input if you like. Yeah. Go ahead, and then we're going to play the real quick, and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and bring it over to you, and then I'm going to play uh, one of the audios uh, for the uh, you know the Pope and his address to Congress. And we can uh, talk a little bit about that as well, or, of course, more about Boehner. Uh, but we do have Naj on the line, so after the audio, we'll be bringing Naj into the show. 
And so let's go ahead and uh, I believe that was you, Karen. And then we'll play the audio. We'll yeah. bring Naj on, and then we'll uh, try to bring some things around uh, for as, as long as we can before I'll have to do the uh, close up for the show. But we still got about uh, 30 minutes before I even have to do that. A um, little bit more on that. Go ahead. Okay. What you are describing is the plan. And the plan is to separate the people and create victims. If you listen to Obama's inauguration, he talked about how he wanted an army. He told everybody what he was going to do to the coal industry. He came out and he told everybody this, and of course, we didn't listen. And who cares about what went on in the past at the moment, what is going on right now is the issue. Everything Dr. Colbert said is correct, and there's more. What we have to realize, the grassroots, is that there is right now, this moment, may not last much longer, but right now at this moment in history, there is more of us than them. And the majority of what they're doing is with a very few amount of people. And if you think of business and you think of network marketing, which is the same thing as community organizing, that's what they're doing. And eventually, like any good network marketing program, it will explode. And by then, it will be too late. It's not too late right now. And the reason why I can say that is because of look at the election. The top three or four candidates have nothing to do with politics. Forget the candidates. The top three or four people candidates have captured the majority of the people. So there's still more of us than them. We still have a chance. But we aren't going to have a chance if we don't act. And the action has to come multifaceted. We have to start utilizing the media the way they do. We have to start going to meetings, going to our school board meetings, making demands. We are paying the bill. We have to go back to the beginning almost, and I would say that was in the 60s, and rip everything out of school that was after that because everything that was after that has guided us to this point. This is all everything that we're talking about, whether it's religious, whether it's um, political, whether it's environmental, is nothing to what we think they are. What they are all is about money, power, and control. Nothing else. They want everything. They want America. They want to rule America because America is mineral and natural resource rich and in reality should be owned by its people. So we have to take back the schools. We have to do everything that we can do, like we're doing right now, to alert people. To And, and um, I think it was James said that he has, uh, was debating with his neighbor. That's wonderful. 
that's what you need to do. You have to keep the lines of communication open. When I work with a liberal, I always find something that we agree on, and we talk about that first before we get to something that we don't agree. And when we, when I do that, I ask them as a question, not as a command. And I make them explain their position, which they can't do. And that's how you get the relationship by connecting with them. It was so wonderful that you did a debate. I think that is just phenomenal. We are negligent because we're not taking a political action. And we're not sharing that information. Conservatives, Americans, because of our individualistic nature, works against us because we say, here, read the information and then go do something. Most people can't do that anymore. So we have to, we're in the, we're in the training stage also, and we have to act with that. So it's wonderful to do shows like this. It's so phenomenal to get everybody's ideas, but we have to then do something after. And <clears throat> the getting rid of Boehner was a perfect, perfect example okay. of when you act, what happens. So please get a hold of me at KarenShone.com. I'd love to listen and talk to all of you. We send out a newsletter. Let's make it bigger. And God bless you all. And thank you so much for this evening. I'm going to have to say good night now because I have a very early morning appointment. And thank you. Good night. Well, good night, Karen. Uh, appreciate you coming to the show. Uh, we'll definitely have to uh, correspond uh, off the show as well. And definitely, folks, check out uh, her website. And she's right. Let's. Uh, we need to work together. It's, it's awesome to be on the on the show and to you know talk over these things but one of the things uh that we like to promote and we've done this since 2012 uh since the show began is to promote activism promote folks to you know not only do their own research but to act and to be a part of the solution so i really appreciate the, you coming on karen hopefully we can uh get, you know get you back in another time and so she's uh had to go and i understand about early mornings i still have uh dinner to eat and got to get my Daughter off to uh, where she's uh, shadowing at uh, the high school she's been going to, and you guys may all find this ironic, uh, but she's actually going to be shadowing at a Catholic school. Um, so, uh, but as I said, I don't have anything against uh, Catholics or, or even their teachings uh, uh, per se, and that that's uh, my daughter's path. Uh, she's Catholic, and she's actually pretty strong with it. She lectures me all the time. Um, but, uh, so she's doing that. So I'm really excited for her because she's really excited about this uh, new school she'll be going to next year. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. And so let me go ahead and I'm going to play the, the last clip. Uh, I did have, you know, about six of these, but, uh, we had some great conversation tonight, great contribution. I really appreciate, uh, that from all of you. So of course, we thank Karen and, uh, thank you, James and Kelly, Susan and Dr. Colbert. Uh, for coming in tonight. We still do have time. I just want to make sure that I thank all of you for coming into the show tonight and also, uh, for, and of course, for your contributions and definitely for, you know, sharing the link out to other folks so they can hear the show too uh, because we, of course, want them to be heard uh, as well, as well as to get uh, maybe them involved in some activism too. So let me go ahead and play the last clip, and then we'll bring Naj in, and then uh, we'll have to uh, finish things out for the night. And this is probably the some really close to the closing uh, statements from the Pope. So let's go ahead and uh, 
I'm going to mute the folks' mics, and then I will reopen them once the audio is done, and then we'll go with Naj, and then Susan, I'm going to bring, back, uh, bring you back in, and then we will we'll listen to uh, Dr. Colbert, James, and Kelly, and then, of course, uh, it will be abbreviated the amount of time we can talk because I want to be able to give everybody another round uh, to get in before I have to close things out. So let's go ahead and uh, listen to the audio here from so it's close to the last. Oh no, it looks like we just lost Cindy. That's not good. Um so I hate when that happens, but I'm sure she'll be chatting with us uh on Facebook or whatever and I'll convey her thoughts there. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to that audio. My visit to your country in Philadelphia. Well I will take part in the world meeting of families. It is my wish that throughout on this, the family should be a recurrent theme. How essential the family has been to the building of this country. How worthy it remains for our support and encouragement. Yet, I cannot hide my concern for the family, which is threatened, perhaps as never before, from within and without. Fundamental relations have been caught into question as is the very basis of marriage and the family. I can only reiterate the importance and, above all, the richness and the beauty of family life. In particular, I would like to call attention to those family members who are the most vulnerable young. For many of them, a future filled with countless possibilities beckons. Yet so many others seem disoriented and aimless, trapped in a hopeless maze of violence, abuse, and despair. Their problems are our problems. Avoid them. We need to face them together, to talk about them, and to seek effective solutions rather than getting bogged down in discussion and the risk of oversimplifying we might say that we live in a culture with pressure. Young people known to start a family because they lack possibilities for the future. Yet the same culture presents others with so many options that they too are dissuaded from starting a family. 
incarnation can be considered great when it defends liberty as Lincoln did when it fosters a culture which enables people to dream of full rights for all brothers and sisters as Martin Luther King so to do when it strives for justice and the cause of the oppressed as Dorothy Day did by her tireless work the fruit of okay so that was uh, the probably the closing near the closing statements or uh, comments of the Pope and so as promised I'm going to go ahead and bring in Naj thank you very much Naj for coming to the show how are you I'm doing well man how you doing all oh, doing great. Uh, everyone's mic uh, now is on, but let's give uh, a different story caller and uh, get them out. We've, as I said, we only got about 20 minutes, though, uh, till we go to uh, have to close things out. So what? We'll unfortunately, limit the, the, the time fence to get their final comments in. But go ahead, Nash. Yeah, I wanted to add uh, two stories really quickly and then kind of just comment on some of the things I've heard tonight. Uh the two stories okay. I want to add are from the Wall Street Journal actually yesterday. Uh, one is Yahoo is actually uh, pushing ahead with their plan of uh, using the $20 billion in Alibaba shares, uh, you know, that that company uh, from overseas, the Internet company they're, they're highly invested in. And they're trying to find a way to where they don't have to pay taxes on it. So we're talking about $20 billion uh Wow. Revenue uh, that Yahoo is trying not to pay taxes on. Looks like they're going to be successful. And then we have Valiant, V A L E A N T, which is a pharmaceutical con- uh, company, uh, which bought two new different drugs and they raised the price uh, at a 525% markup and a 212% wow. markup. So we still have that scourge going on, uh, along with the story that I'm sure everybody heard about last week with the AIDS drug that that uh, that, that young man was trying to jump the price. Uh, I believe it was 400% more than uh, what the drug actually cost, uh, cost it before. Wow. Hold on, yeah. hold on real quick. Go. Someone's got some background noise going on. So, uh, as I said, all the mics are open. So if there's any background noise going on, if you can mute your mics, I uh, appreciate it. Uh, go ahead, Nosh. Yeah, so my, my main point in bringing those two things up are these these are back page stories in the Wall Street Journal. You don't see this being bandied about uh, throughout the news, throughout this 24-7 news cycle, and there are reasons for that. Uh, and, and that's basically that power decides what power wants to do. And as long as we are not diligent and looking around and making sure that we're not only researching, but we're actually holding them accountable by uh, watching both hands, not just one hand, not the one that they're showing us. So, you know, there's a lot of work that, that needs to be done. So that's why I wanted to add those two stories. Uh, as far as Obama, Thank I you. think sometimes we we get a little confused and we focus too much on the pinata. Uh, Obama's sitting in that Oval <laughs> Office. The next person who sits in the Oval Office will have the same uh, things dictated to them. When he talks, everything he says is polled and crowdsourced, everything is manicured and and and, and well adjusted to what what's going to be able what they 
they believe people will hear well. So don't think that you're hearing that man's opinion or what he thinks. I don't think we've ever heard anything that he actually thinks. Everything, everything is political uh, that he says, and everything is, I mean, it, it's it's basically a, a form of uh, of, of uh, treating people like children to the point of you're just playing on to whatever sensibilities you think are going to play well. So that, that's what we're dealing with. So when Obama gets out of office and the next guy gets in there, they still have the NDAA and everything else and all these other ridiculous powers that they have uh, in that office. So the problem is never the person sitting in the office. The problem is what controls and powers and ability do we have to keep the republic to where we can hold them accountable so we can't keep chasing shadows because the next person that comes in will have a different form of things they can get away with obama could get away with more politically than bush did okay next person gets in we've got the same situation going on so i i'm I'm more apt to attack the things that create the person in the chair uh, than i am the person in the chair uh, as far as the Pope, I'm not a Catholic, so I can't really speak too much on that because, you know, uh, that's somebody's spiritual leader, man. So if they want to respect that man to 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 this uh, high point that they do, you know, that's within their rights. As long as they don't infringe on my right to you, worship what I want to worship, hey, you know, they're welcome to it. I, that, that clip you played, I, I don't understand how somebody could listen to anyone speaking that slowly, but, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was – yeah, it, it was tough. I just, you know, I know a lot of folks, and I had to unfortunately mute people, everybody's mics except myself and Naj right now because there was some background noise. I'm, I was trying to, uh, you know, isolate it so that, you know, we can hear. I, I asked folks uh, to mute their mic if uh, there was background noise, but uh, unfortunately it didn't desist. So I had to mute folks' mics, and I'll bring it in as uh, I bring it back in. I hate to do that, but unfortunately I try to keep the background noise to a minimum uh, where I can. Um, so, but no, I mean, now what do you think about, and then we're going to bring some other folks in for closing comments, uh, because unfortunately we're coming up to that time and hopefully not with our next, uh, show, we'll be able to, uh, have you call, uh, called in and get you back on the show uh, a little earlier. Uh, but anyway, so what about the, you know, since you brought up the, the next president, you know, right now we've got Donald Trump, uh, in the leading the polls, at least it is on the Republican side. And, you know, in others mentioned, and I agree with this point, uh, that he is, you know, more of a grassroots, at least not a career politician. Uh, and through my understanding, he's using uh, all of his own, per, you know, his own money to pay for his campaign. Would you say that Trump would be a different politician where he wouldn't be uh, as controllable as maybe some of the other uh, politicians or presidents we've seen in the past? Well, you won't get that far if that's the case. <laughs> Things kind of happen. But uh, honestly, he's kind of tapped into people wanting to hear honest, normal speech. They don't want to hear polling. They don't want to hear these these talking points that other people are using. And the other candidates are kind of their hands are tied because they got their their aides telling them to stick to the script. And Trump is going up there off script, and you know he's beating them every time as far as the uh, the people are concerned. So it's, it's a crazy thing, but they're going to wait. And, until they can kind of get a gotcha moment, as we saw with that Fox debate where they tried to bait him into uh, speaking out of turn and messing himself up. So they're they're going to continue with that, and mm-hmm. eventually I think we're going to have Rubio as uh, the actual Republican candidate. I know a lot of people aren't happy about Rubio, but when you think about um, it, no, I'm uh, one of them. <laughs> Jeb, uh, yeah, I completely understand. 
but Jeb seems to not play well everywhere. Uh, Rubio will be the first Latino, and, you know, they'll play that whole mm-hmm. thing up. So I, I think that's all they end will. up with, man. The, the big money politicians hey, I think, in the Republican Party don't want to listen to the base. And, you know, you know that. So I'm not telling you anything new. And I think, well, I think, you know, Kasich isn't throwing real big now, but I think uh, he's got a shot at being in it too. I mean, he's my governor, and, I've, you know, I've got a friend who uh, you know, supports him, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's going to be between those two. I'd rather be between at this point Trump or uh, you know Ben Carson. I'm actually favoring Ben Carson right now. I mean, I I really like for Newt Gingrich to get in, but uh, we'll maybe we'll talk more about uh, that later. Um, but oh, it looks like we uh, we lost James. I was getting ready to bring James back in for our closing comments. And unfortunately, well, we 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 lose somebody at. Uh, at this point in the game, uh, they're not able to call in. But I do appreciate uh, your thoughts. Let me go ahead and bring things uh, back to, and here's how we're going to do it for closing thoughts. Each person is going to have about three minutes to uh, give some closing thoughts about tonight's topic. Uh, we will start with, um, let's see. I'm trying to time this uh, just right. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, Naja. So go ahead and give some closing comments about uh, tonight's uh, topics, and then we're going to bring it over to you, Susan, uh, give a difference to the ladies, and then we'll bring it to you, uh, Dr. Colbert, then Kelly, and then I'll have to close things out. So just, uh, just a couple minutes uh, for any closing thoughts, Nas. And, and James, uh, looks like we um, lost him, so uh, I was hoping to be able to get some more from James tonight, uh, but hopefully we'll hear him from uh, subsequent shows. Go ahead, Nas. Okay, I'll be brief. I don't have three minutes, but I'll just be real brief. Uh some of the different things that guys have, uh, people have talked about tonight uh, that, that other people will call conspiracy theories, I haven't researched them well myself enough to really talk in depth about them. But I will say this, uh, anything that you prepare for, uh, you'll, you'll be able to, ca- uh, you know, counter whatever they throw at you. So to prepare for it actually puts you in a better position as to not prepare for it. So even if I don't know about a conspiracy and somebody's telling me about different things about it, I'll be in a better position if I just listen to them and say, okay, I can do this, that, and the third to position myself to not only defend myself, but be prepared for it. And, you know, whether it happens or not, I'm in a better spot because now I learned organization and a way to prepare myself for whatever could come. And if it does come, well, hell, it's much better to be ready than not. So that's how I look at all the, uh, those type of topics, uh, conspiracies that I haven't looked into. Uh, much better to be prepared. Well, definitely thank you very much uh, for that. We hope to hear you again uh, from, on the show, Nosh. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And so let's go ahead and bring it over to – and I am going to keep the mics on as I open them back up uh, with our closing comments uh, for our final good nights as we do here on the show. Kind of like the Walton saying, but I, I really like that. But uh, let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Susan. Uh, a couple minutes for some closing thoughts. Okay. Um, you'll have to send me the thing. I don't know how to spell her last name in order to get in contact with her. Karen Chom or whatever. Karen? You'll have to send Shown, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'll get that information send to you. Send that to me. Okay, great. And um, all right. Let's go with, uh, we mentioned Common Core earlier, and I know that's not really the, but, you know, one man said Democrats, and it's a big Democrat thing. Uh, hmm, let me think now. Which honor the governor of Iowa is not a Democrat. He's a Republican, and him and Tom Luna 
who are Republicans brought it here. They brought it. I can I tried to confront Luna on it at the Republican fundraising dinner. And you know what? He cowardly took the back door, and I yelled at him, Hey, you got a yell street down your back? Can't come and confront me and talk to me about that? You know, um, it is rhinos. They're just as Jeb Bush, all of them. They're behind it also, you know. So let's not just blame the Democrats. That's, that's wrong. You know, it, it, it's rhinos. And Butch Otter is a Democrat in cheap clothing, so to speak. He's, he's, he's false. Is the wolf hiding under the sheep coat? Uh, and you mentioned also about you know, kind of an environmentalist. Um, yeah, I I don't call myself that. It's a bad word in a way. What I say is I'm an organic naturalist, and um, I do agree that there are things that are extreme, very extreme. That's why I encourage my clients to use natural products in the health food store for cleaning. I buy uh, seventh generation. I think if we used a lot of that stuff, um, that would that would just take care of a lot of things, you know, and taking care of our, our house and we have a cleaner environment inside using organic foods more, encouraging more organic growth mm-hmm. for farmers and uh, the GMOs in Monsanto. And the next thing I want to quickly address is Bill Gates. Um, you portray him as evil. Yes, he is now, but you know what? He bowed the knee after he was threatened. They were going after, I remember it in Time Magazine and all this, like they were going after his business. They were going to take it apart and do like they did to, I think it was Ma Bell or whatever. They were going after him. And he sold out. He sold out to protect his company. He... He became that. He never heard any of that stuff from him before they went after his company. I don't agree with what he did, but you know what? I understand it. That was a different man at a different time before they attacked him. So in that sense, I'm going to stand up for him, even though I can't stand his what he's doing now and what he's saying about vaccines and everything and the world population. He's mm-hmm. parroting what he's ordered to do so that he doesn't get destroyed. So that's no, the end of my a, little rant. That's definitely a shame. It is. There's a lot of people they have threatened and done things to. Steve Sims, who was a representative of Idaho, you know, both told me he, he fought for her. They threatened to kill my son if I didn't step away, if I didn't do certain things. They do this. They do this. They'll threaten to destroy a company. They'll go after you. They'll take, you know, by killing you. They'll blackmail you. They do anything and everything along that line. So trust me, they went after him. So I'm done. (laughs) Okay, well, let's go ahead. And speaking of that, and then we'll have a couple minutes for you, Kelly, is I'm going to play a short uh, clip. And this is uh, from Newt Gingrich about his book, Contract. Uh, with the earth, and he, he talks a lot about environmentalism and called green conservatism, and uh, that's something I kind of you know I'd subscribe to. I wish I had more time to, to talk more and, and, and play more on it, but uh, this is the shortest clip I got uh, on it. So let's go ahead and listen to it, and then we'll bring it over to you, Kelly, and then I'll close things out. For it TV, the world is thinking. Contract with the Earth is designed to start a new conversation on two very different fronts. 
It's designed, and, and, and Terry and I set out uh, after years of conversation to do this quite deliberately. We both love animals. Uh, we both spent large parts of our career focused on animals. I wanted to be a zoo director when I was a child or a vertebrate paleontologist. Uh, my two favorite institutions were the Bronx Zoo and the American Museum of Natural History. And I really loved the natural world. When I became a teacher in 1971, I taught in the second Earth Day. And then uh, I became the uh, coordinator of environmental studies at West Georgia College. Both my daughters used to go with us. And we would take classes for a week down to the Okefenokee Swamp and just try to get them invested in how rich and extraordinary and complex the natural world is and how diverse it is and how fascinating it is. Um, and so I come out of that background in general, and we worked with uh, E.O. Wilson and others in trying to save the Endangered Species Act. Uh, I, I engaged in a number of other activities as the Republican whip. I helped pass the Air Pollution Act, the Air, uh, Clean Air Act of 1990, which uh, created the first cap-and-trade program for sulfuric acid and uh, to save the, the lakes in the Northeast. And I've been actively involved in a variety of other programs along that line. We wanted to have two conversations in one book. We wanted to say to conservatives, <clears throat> don't be so put off by proposals on the left that you decide to yell no. Because when you yell no, people don't just hear you yelling no about a proposal, they think you're yelling no about the environment. And the fact is that 95% of the American people believe we have an obligation to protect the legacy that God has given us. Uh, we literally just did a series of surveys at American Solutions. We did six national surveys out of about 180 questions. The highest support was on protecting the legacy that we've been given by our Creator. And it brings people together whether you're right or left. That's at the end of that. So let's go ahead and actually I want to bring in uh, Dr. Tolbert. Uh, we've got a couple minutes for uh, you to make some closing comments, and then we'll bring it to you, Kelly, and then I'll close things out. I uh, definitely have some uh, better clips uh, about uh, green conservatism, uh, things of that nature, uh, but perhaps uh, when we have more time in another show, we'll do that. So let's go ahead and bring it over uh, to Dr. Tolbert and then Kelly. Uh, we're going to get uh, your closing thoughts, and then I'll have to close things out, unfortunately. Go ahead. Yeah, real quick, uh, Robert. The first thing is I need you to send us your web link and your show the day before the show because I post it on okay. my uh, website, and I get it out in front of Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Lincoln uh, when you give it, and I post it seven times today. Secondly, uh, the we'll appreciate it. And, and all the shows are archived, so they can listen to the podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and secondly, the Jeb is worth in the billions of dollars. His money comes all from the Mexican cartel. Thirdly, people may not know this, but India was divided and became Palestine under the Gandhi's rule before his assassination in the 40s. And what happened is the Muslims ended up being in one part of his country and the compromise that the English and the Americans and the Catholics made was to give Palestine to the Muslims, which caused a lot of death between the Hindus. This same scenario is what's happening in America as we bring them in. There'll be a setup of a portion, as there are now certain congressmen, which are, which are Muslims. So I want everybody to look at history, look at what happened to India, 
and watch what's happening to America, and you're going to find the same scenarios. In reference to Common Core, it was established first in Europe. In the 40s, the Republican Party did take it on. It was pushed by the Republican parties in the 70s. It was then picked up by both political parties in the 80s, 90s, and currently, and there is no separation between Democrats and Republicans. So I'm going to stop using Democrat and Republicans, and I'm going to talk two major parties which are not controlling America. And I appreciate it and the opportunity to speak. Thank you very much, Robert. Well, you're welcome. We definitely enjoy having you on the show. You always have some great information for us. And, yeah, as I said earlier, I appreciate you putting it on the link on your website. Uh, the podcast will be available as well. So if people were uh, unable because, you know, I wish I could have got to you earlier. Um, but uh, I'll remember that for uh, next time I could get that to you, at least by Monday. Um, the link to you by Monday or even if it's late Monday evening going into Tuesday, I'll do so. But uh, they'll still be able to, to listen to you and the rest of the show uh, on the podcast. And so, as I said, I really appreciate that. And I uh, want to have you back on. And so, uh, Kelly, if uh, you got your closing thoughts, and if you would as well, Kelly, uh, I believe you uh, have a guest coming on with us next week. Uh, and you can tell us a little bit about that after your closing comments. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, possibly on that one. I, I first wanted to okay. invite, if I may, or even attract the last caller, the doctor, as well as Karen, if you can give them my particulars, because there are some underpinnings inside a certain party that can change things, and we're already seeing that with, with, with Bonner. So I'd love to talk to these gentlemen, because um, you know, it sounds like they love the Constitution, and that's where I'm at. And so I want to get them hooked in with that movement. Um, let's see what else. Um, gosh, so many things to talk about. Uh, politics and religion, same sentence. I need to go to a bar where they don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, there's so many things to cover. I just can't do it here in a few seconds. But uh, possibly next week, uh, Dylan um, has a um, book out. And uh, he might be able to come on with us and share some with some interesting things. What he's working on is called the Consent of the Govern. And uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I, I, um, some of his research and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So I guess there's too much to comment on in a, a you know 30 seconds. I just uh, a great show, Robert. Well, you really got a few show. minutes. It's only 10 till. Go ahead. Oh, it's 10 till. Yeah. Oh, can I turn, can I tell uh, jokes about the Pope? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you can tell one of them. I know you want you, you couldn't get out. Go ahead. Right, so and, my and buddy Bob make too many Catholics mad, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I lived in Maryland for about three years, and uh, buddy Bob, he still works for a limousine company. You don't believe what happened? He called me up. So you won't believe what happened. So, dude, how have you been? It's been a long time. It's so great. I got to say, what happened? Okay. So, uh, the Pope wanted to uh, have a tour of the D.C. Mall, you know, between the Capitol and the Washington and the Lincoln Memorial. It's a huge place and fireworks on the 4th. There's like a million people there. There's so much smoke, they have to wait like 15 minutes to clear on the 4th of July. Anyway, just packed with people. And he's, he's so Bob's a limousine driver. And the Pope says, hey, I've never driven a limo. Can I drive? Uh, Bob says, I'll have to check the station. Calls, comes back. All right. So they stop. 
they switch seats. The Pope's driving. Bob's sitting in the back seat. And so they're driving around. You know, Pope's a little bit rusty with driving. And they come to the stop sign, and this little girl says, Mommy, Mommy, look, there's the Pope. But who's that guy in the back seat? Mommy says, I don't know. He must be really important because the Pope's driving. <laughs> That's a good one. I do like that one. It's in good taste. Well, that's what we are. Well, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, to get the gentleman on. Uh, and what's his name? What, what's his name against uh, Kelly? To the audience. Oh, James. No, the the gentleman yeah, who comes out next week. Oh, 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 oh! I'm trying to remember his name. I'm not the best at names. Uh, oh my gosh, you don't want to look it up. Yeah, well, he's going to talk about uh, common law grand jury, the common law, how he believes. I'm saying that carefully. How he believes the courts are chronically. Jason Hoyt. Chronically, there you go. Jason Hoyt's Hoyt his yeah. name. Yeah, how he believes. I was, I was trying to give you the opportunity corrupt. to do his promo, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I read through half of his book. It's free, and the other half I got to pick up and. And so, yeah, I just ask him a bunch of questions and see how many people uh, have bought this thing and, uh, you know, what can be done with this or what can not be done with it. But there are certain movements, if you will, that are just a complete distraction. So I find that it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting show next week. So, yeah, definitely. And speaking of – go ahead, Tell. Yep. Yeah, that's about that's about yeah. it for me. So I guess. definitely I'm, for next. <laughs> okay, we didn't do anything for Bard's Logic after dark, but you know what? That's something, folks, uh, for you to come back to uh, the next show. Uh, so perhaps you'll be able to experience uh, some of the fun we have uh, in the Bard's Logic after dark, uh, which does take place during our extended period. And I'll just kind of leave that little cliffhanger with you at that, so you can join us next Wednesday at ten o'clock Eastern time. And, of course, as we said, uh, always, uh, please, uh, as Dr. Colbert's going to do, uh, share the link to folks so they can listen to the show. And also, uh, if they hear what they like, give us a call because, as uh, we say here, this is the grassroots We the People show. This is your show. So please call in and be a part of it. And so, of course, I will uh, want to thank everyone for coming tonight. And, of course, definitely check out the Patriot Journalist Network uh, and their Twitter team at www.patriotjournalist.com. Dot com And also, of course, if you'd like to send me, the host, a message, uh, give uh, me a message at bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And that is www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And check out the contact page where you could send me a message. And, of course, uh, as I did with the lady who messaged me tonight, I will reply to it. And also, uh, if you are here on Blog Talk Radio and you want to get emails on when the show is going to come, just follow the show by clicking on the little follow button there. And, of course, you can also see us on Facebook as well under Bars Logic Political Talk. Search that, and you'll find the page, as well as the little-known uh, group uh, there as well. I probably don't spend as much time as there, to be honest, as I should. However, you know, be that as may, you are welcome to uh, ask to join that as well. And so I will end tonight, as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. And that is what they be. So that's A-U-B-R-E-Y, Ashburn.com. 
And we also interviewed her on the show uh, back in 2012, I believe it was in August. So if you want to hear an interview uh, with her, uh, you can uh, go back in our archives and podcast and listen to it. So take care, everyone. We will see you next week, and have a good night. Take care. Night. Night, folks. Thank you.